0: The following is another KKPR Sports presentation. Power 99 Sports presents high school football.
1: First and 10 at the 11. Fisher hands it to Hollander. The fullback takes it back on the option. Wants to keep it himself around the corner. And he got into the end zone. Touchdown Amherst. Riley Fisher just snuck inside the pylon here on the Amherst sideline, and they're in for the second time in the football game.
0: Tonight, it's a central Nebraska battle from Loop City as the Rebels of Arcadia Loop City host the Amherst Broncos. High school football and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club.
1: Second out and three for the Rebels. Marcus back to pass. Looks deep down the left side. Scott behind them all. He's got it at the 10 and walks into the end zone. Touchdown and a 43-yard touchdown pass from Cody Marcus into the hands of Braden Scott.
0: Arcadia Loop City has had the best of this battle the last three years and ended Amherst's season last year in the state playoffs. It's the Broncos and the Rebels coming up next, but first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Loop City with Power 99 Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives.
1: And good evening everyone, welcome to High School Football, another Friday night in Nebraska and it is perfect here in Loop City as we get ready for a D1 8-man battle that, well, we've seen quite a few times and called for you quite a few times over the last few years, Amherst and Arcadia Loop City. The Rebels have gotten the better of this every single time here in recent memory. This rivalry does go back quite a few years, but they've had to play each other the last four years and of course as you heard last year, played twice getting into the state high school football playoffs and Arcadia Loop City last year was a little banged up they were 1 and 2 coming into the ball game and they were just starting to get healthy while Amherst last year came into the ball game with a record of 3 and 0 and then suffered their first loss and not that the teams went in different directions after that but Arcadia Loop City went on a roll they only had another bump in the road against Burwell uh, took it into the playoffs and Once again, uh, found themselves against a pretty good football team. And for Amherst, they had a couple more losses after this one, and it was a first-round matchup last year in the state football playoffs. This is the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show. Doug Duda with you on this Friday night. We have got a ton of football going on, as usual. Five football games with most of the pregames underway. All the games kick off at 7 o'clock. On the breeze, 94.5. Blue Hill is playing at Lawrence Nelson. On KHAS, Hastings is hosting Alliance. And then we have our ESPN games. Carney Catholic is at Miles Field tonight. They're at home taking on Ogallala. And that is on 92.1 FM, 1460 AM. in Hastings on 92.7 FM and 1550 AM. It's a C1 top 10 battle as Kozad is at Adams Central. Saw some volleyball this week. We've been busy with... Four nights out of five of action, Wednesday off so that the kids could uh – Go to their church classes or whatever else they do on Wednesday nights. But you can't ask for a better night here tonight in Loop City. Temperatures around 71 degrees. Just a little bit of a breeze, of course, here in Loop City. They've got their big yearly uh, Colony Classic Golf Tournament that's going to be going on this weekend. So hopefully it'll be good weather for those folks as well as everybody gets ready for college football tomorrow, of course, with the 50-year anniversary of the Game of the Century. I think Rick Peters maybe played in that football game. But... uh, Uh, He he remembers it, and so do a lot of the folks around here. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. is the kickoff. 7 a.m. is our pregame on the Breeze, 94.5. So we're up and doing a lot of yard work or out in the field or whatever it is you may be doing tomorrow, uh, catch the pregame. Huskers and Oklahoma on the breeze, 94.5. UNK football will take the field for the first time as a rated team in a decade tomorrow afternoon at 1. They're at home against Washburn, who's just outside the rankings at number 29. And then, of course, Hastings College has their homecoming tomorrow against Jamestown of North Dakota. Hastings is 0-2 after facing two top 15 teams. And for Jamestown, they are 1-1 one. Now they beat Mount Marty who's just playing their first year of football getting back into it but uh, Hastings beat Jamestown up in North Dakota last year. One of their two wins on the season so maybe that'll bode well for first year head coach Matt Franzen. Amherst They come into the game a little banged up tonight, and that'll be the story. Let's just go ahead and take a look at our injury report, brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. So last year, as we were talking, it was the Rebels that were a little banged up, and they were banged up a little bit on opening night when we saw them against Elm Creek, but they'll have a couple of those kids back. They had some contact tracing with COVID that they had to take some precautionary steps with, so... A couple of those kids really weren't injured or sick. They just had to be held out. But for Amherst, Taze Hadwiger, who may have been their starting quarterback and is obviously one of the best athletes right now at Amherst, uh, got hurt with a hip injury in the uh, soap scrimmage right before the soap scrimmage. So he is out for the year. Also out for the year is Jesse Tesmer with a collarbone injury. Luke Palmer, Hunter Freeze, Josh Klingelhofer got hurt last week. So they have at least five players that are out of the lineup tonight and a couple of those for the year for Arcadia Loop City should be fairly good to go tonight and we'll find out more from Mike Scott here in the pregame. This is high school football on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. When we come back we'll hear from the coaches Farron Klingelhofer at Amherst and Mike Scott of Arcadia Loop City. Keep it here on Power 99. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99. Friday night football as Amherst heads north to take on the Rebels of Arcadia Loop City. And they've gotten to know each other quite well here over the last three years. And, of course, playing twice last year in the regular season and in the uh, state playoffs. Coach Farron Klingelhoffer joins us here to talk about his Amherst ball club. And, Coach, uh, this is a team, obviously, you're very, very familiar with.
3: Yeah. um, We got to, like you said, play them. Twice last year, um, the year before that, we also played against them um, since I've been here. And so uh, a good, solid football team, once again, that they have this year. They're real well-versed in what they do, and, and they've got some athletes. So we'll have a challenge um, tonight. I know Tryon
1: Calarose has graduated, but he was such a big part of last year. And they were really two different teams when you played them. Cause, and we'll talk about your injuries, but they were banged up in game one. And then they were more to full health in game two, uh, how, as you've watched them on film, are they doing things differently this year?
3: Yeah, a little, a little bit different. Um, some of their formations are different. I think that's just due to the personnel that they had last year. Um, but the base of, of what they do is, is very similar. Uh, they play the same defense and they're, and they're very sound in it. When I watch them play defense, they do a lot of good things. Um, so we'll have our work cut out for us to try to move the ball, um, so a similar-looking Arcadia Loop City, just with a few different wrinkles.
1: Well, now we talk about your team. Uh, last year, you were going into the game undefeated, and they were trying to get their wheels going after winning their first game and, and starting to get healthy. A little bit different, and you're banged up. Uh, you lost what could have been your starting quarterback, and if not a starting quarterback, obviously one of the best athletes on the team and Hadwiger. Uh, before the season started, uh, you lost another one last week. you've got a few kids banged up and uh, when you're playing eight man football, it doesn't matter what it is six eight eleven but uh, you just don't have as much depth right there. Uh, tell us about the injury situation and what you've had to do to adjust.
3: yeah, the injuries have not been kind to us this year. We've got several guys out um, uh, since the really before the season started um, had several guys that went down with. Season-ending injuries, and, and then we've got a couple here in the last few weeks. So um, it's it's definitely hurt us depth-wise. Um, I guess the one positive in it, the positive spin you could put on it, is it's allowed some guys some opportunities to get on the field and and maybe take on a bigger role than what they had envisioned or what we had envisioned for them as coaches coming into this year. So you know, fortunately on our end, those guys have done that. Um, we've been really competitive, and guys have stepped up and and really learned fast and grown fast into some starting roles and um, we just got to continue to stay healthy Um, otherwise the, the depth will even become more of a concern.
1: We're talking with Farron Klingelhoffer, head coach at Amherst, getting ready to take on Arcadia Loop City tonight. Uh, You did have to find a new quarterback. Talk about how Brayton won that battle. And you don't ask him to do a whole lot of running according to the stats. It looks like maybe his only rushing statistics is when he's trying to pass the football. Uh, Tell me a little bit about uh, how he won the battle.
3: Yeah, Brayton's a perfect example of what I was just talking about, a kid that kind of got thrown into the fire week one in Alma. Just due to some some cramping issues, and obviously you mentioned Tage Hadwiger um, going down with a season-ending injury before we we started. So uh, he was a guy that had always you know he paid his paid his dues, been around, um, and that was his opportunity. He stepped up and he took it. Um, so him and, and Riley Fisher are still um, both quarterbacks. Uh, we've we've kind of rotated them, used used them both to their strengths. Um, but yeah, really proud of Brayton just the way he stepped up and. And handled himself and, and led our offense. What's the difference between the
1: two? Uh, are they similar, or are their styles completely different?
3: Um, they they both do a good job of running the offense. Um, they can both do everything. Um, they just have different strengths. You know, Riley um, does a really good job of of running an, an option attack style of an offense. Um, he's probably got the advantage uh, when it comes to, to picking up yards on the ground. And, and conversely, Brayton probably has a little bit of an edge just throwing the ball through the air. So um, both of them can get the job done in, in either area, but um, they definitely have their strengths, and we try to play to them.
1: You've also got a couple of running backs. I know that uh, Coach Scott mentioned uh, you know, Sam Hollander by name as uh, a tough kid from, from last year, but uh, you've got a couple of them that you can give the football to.
3: Yeah. We do. Uh, Sam Hollander is just a great football player. He has been since he was a freshman. He's going to give you everything he's got every time he steps out on the field. Um, And he plays, that's how he plays the game. Um, 100%, 100% every snap, and he's a really good workhorse for us. Um, Christian Wick has stepped up and, and gave us a lot of good snaps at that tailback position this year. Um, and then you'll see a couple other guys in the backfield as well that that come in and give them spells with Jacob Graham and Ben McGee, and both of them, those guys have, have had to step up into some, maybe some roles they didn't initially think they would play this year, but they've done a good job for us.
1: And mentioning Jacob, he leads the team in tackles. You're pretty balanced after that, but uh, he's he's your leader right now. A little bit more than gap between first and second than some teams would see.
3: Yeah, and I think you know Jacob has played a lot of football. He's one of our more experienced guys coming coming back this year, and and uh, he he plays kind of the same way Sam Hollander does. They they play fast, and um, every single snap you're going to get everything they got, and so. That's allowed him to to get to the football a lot so far this year, and he's done a really nice job defensively.
1: And we'll wrap it up here with Amherst football coach, Farron Klainhofer. All this said, all this done through three games, you're a play away from being undefeated, losing by one to Cambridge. Uh, You have to be pleased with the way the team has stayed together here.
3: Yeah, you know, I talk to the guys all the time, just how proud I am of them, the way that they've handled adversity. Um, you know, losing the guys that we did, uh, and then when we went down to cambridge we didn 't have Sam Hollander with us due to illness and so we 've had the the cards kind of stacked against us um, in just different ways so far this year and i 've been really proud of just guys sticking with sticking with each other and the team and, and stepping up into different roles and and still trying to get the job done and we 've been fortunate to to have a Good start to the season so far.
1: All right, we'll see if uh, you can get one of the monkeys off the back and uh, take care of Arcadia Loop City tonight. as I know this tough stretch of football, and some good competitors are coming up on the schedule. And some Myrna, Exeter, Milligan, and then, of course, Burwell there at the end of the season. So, Farron, looking forward to the game tonight, and best of luck. Yeah, thanks for the coverage. That's Farron Klanelhoffer, head coach of the Amherst Broncos, and we'll talk with Mike Scott of Arcadia Loop City right after this on the Hogemeyer
4: Hybrids pregame show. Farming is a way of life here, and today's farmer has a feel for the land. And now more than ever, it's nice to know there's an easy way to take some of the emotion and worry out of the grain marketing. With the CHS ProAdvantage contract available from CHS Holdridge, you can turn the responsibility for pricing some of your bushels over to the experienced training professionals. It's a great way to diversify your marketing and reduce your stress. Offering a full-service cooperative, creating connections to empower agriculture. Contact chsholdridge.com and ask about CHS Pro Advantage.
1: Another Friday night of high school football action. We're here in Loop City as the Arcadia Loop City Rebels take on the Amherst Broncos. And it could be a pivotal game here. We'll get into that a little bit. We got a chance to see uh, the Rebels play earlier this year, of course, as they got off to a a good start with a win against Elm Creek. And now their second straight game at home. Head Coach Mike Scott is with us. And, Coach, a pretty impressive start for your ball club. I know a coach always has things to work on, but three pretty good weeks for uh, the Rebels.
6: Yeah, we've managed to put a few things together, both offensively and defensively. Uh, it's nice seeing uh, a variety of people being able to put points up on the offensive side, defensively wise. Boy, I tell you, we've been uh, really uh, tough against the run, and I think everybody knows that's the key to winning football games. So, you know, as long as we can just stay focused like this, start fine tuning our, 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 our mistakes and getting rid of those, and and uh, continue to do what we're doing right now. We feel like we're in a pretty good spot.
1: Well, you talked a little bit about what you wanted to do offensively. Maybe just a tweak from what you've done in the past because of the personnel you have, but especially running the football. I mean, seven and a half yards a carry, and your main two guys are averaging over nine yards a carry.
6: Yeah, they're they're doing a great job. You know, and that's a it's just a testament to our guys up front again. And I knew that we were going to have a pretty good offensive line this year. We had a, a couple of uh, guys returning. So we had some good leadership coming back. And like I said before to, to the Christian, I said, he's the surprise of the year for us, Christian Tinscher. He has been doing everything right. You know, he, uh, He's been blocking as well as, as anybody that, that we've had. And then last week, of course, he exploded for three touchdowns, a uh, receiving touchdowns, which uh, just gave us another uh, little twist on our offense, which, you know, as a coach, now, preparing for one guy is hard, you know, especially if he's a great guy. But when you've got three or four guys that have the ability to put the ball in the end zone, boy, that makes it tough to prepare for. And then that's what we're looking for out of our team. We're trying to be uh, more than just a, uh, a one-headed monster with Preston or 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 uh, Cody. You know, throwing the ball. We're trying to be diverse, and I think that's where we're. I think you know we're on the right path right now. We yet to be seen, but uh, we will have a good test tonight, and we'll see how we do on that.
1: Kind of some rivalry games the next three weeks, Amherst, Ravenna, and then, of course, the big matchup down the line at Burwell, and you'd love to be undefeated going in there. I talked about this maybe being potentially an important big game because, if we're honest, Burwell is the number one team in the state. They're in your district. Let's just assume that uh, they run the table. You and Amherst are kind of battling for the number two spot, and that'll be crucial when it comes playoff time.
6: Yeah, we're in kind of the same boat we was last year. It's just kept the rules are just kind of switched. They were undefeated last year and uh, we're undefeated this year and it's going to be a hard fought game. You know, when the Amherst comes out, they always play hard and physical and they're always prepared. And that's just something that you just, you can't take lightly because you make a mistake against a team like that and then pretty soon you find yourself down and they're hard to score on because they play good solid defense and they've got good speed and they're hard hitters and they do everything that, uh, you uh, would expect your team to do and so they're tough they're a tough team to play you got to make sure that you're doing everything right and uh, we've had a good week of practice this week and i think that's the key you know we didn't we didn't have such a good week of practice last week the focus wasn't there but they came back this week and they really you know they just kind of set themselves back and uh, and decided you know we got to do this thing right and they've really been focused on the little things and we've, we've we've really had a good couple days
1: I noticed Amherst has done a good job with a couple of backs there. Their quarterback doesn't really run the ball at all. Maybe a little similar to what we've seen from you the last few years. How would you categorize what they do with their run game?
6: Well, I don't know names that well. I always just scout numbers, and that. that, that dreaded number thirty three is still there. He just gave us fits last year. He, you know, he's not a guy that really cares about uh, exploiting the third level, but he'll blow up your first and second level like uh, like nobody's business. He likes to run hard, and he's he's just a, he's a running back after my own heart. That's exactly what we want for our team to do. You know, we we like to have that one guy that kind of bruises a little bit and beats people down. And then we've got that that little quick guy and 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 Preston Rogers that kind of. You know, once you get them beaten down, he kind of finishes it. And they've they've kind of got that same duo. They really do. And uh, they're going to be tough. I mean, I, when you line up in the eye, you know it's just smash-mouth football. There's nothing surprising. It's They're just coming right at you with ISOs and blasts and dives and options, sweeps thrown in here and there. They're just going to run hard downhill football. And we just have to match their intensity, make sure that we're playing at a high level, high speed, make sure we're doing things right, getting guys on the ground.
1: You know, as we talked with Coach Klingelhoffer earlier, Sam Hollander is the young man that you're absolutely referring to there. So they want to run hard, and that means you've got to tackle and you've got to wrap up good. And Jackson Kusick is uh, one of the kids that is doing an outstanding job for you, but you're pretty balanced. You mentioned Christian Tinchner. Uh, your defense is probably even a little bit better than your offense right now.
6: Right now they are. Yeah, Right now our defense has been... Uh... Uh, playing the sound football. I mean, we got, we got beat last week on a stop and go, which we coached all week long. Don't get beat on the stop and go. Uh, We managed to do that. So, you know, we've, we've got to just clean those kind of things up. And then I think our defense is going to be, uh, of a very good defense. You know, we're willing to hit hard. We gang tackle. That's our that's our mo. It's been that way since I come here. And uh, this year's group of kids, they they don't sit back and watch. They like to get involved in the plays. You know, we like to have three and four guys on tackle every single time. If we get eight guys on the tackle, we do it. Uh, and that's just hardness football that we bring. And, and we're going to need it. You know, when we play these quality teams, you've got to be able to get them on the ground.
1: When we talk special teams, there's so many areas to that right now. You haven't had to punt the ball much or get rid of the ball since the first half of that Elm Creek game. Conversely, teams are kicking the ball to you. Uh, do you like where you're at in that
6: situation? Our special teams have been doing good. You know, we've had a, 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 at least one kickoff return. We haven't had a whole lot of punt returns. We haven't had a, a lot of opportunity for those. I think we've got maybe two or three on the season, so it's not, real, not a lot. I mean, we, teams are punting to us, but... They're not punting to us. They don't like they don't like putting that ball and pressing Rogers' hands in open space. And I you know what? I wouldn't either. I wouldn't kick to that guy. Uh he, he makes a guy miss and then guess what? He's off to the races. But our special teams have been doing a great job. And I think the highlight of our special teams, and I, it, it goes I mean doesn't go without saying, I should say, because we've we've been kicking PATs this year and uh, Christian Tencher was uh six for six, uh, I believe a couple games ago and he only missed a couple because it was some some bad snaps. Uh, this last game, so that, that adds a, a facet to our game that we haven't had in the past. I kind of told the guys in the off season that was going to be a point of emphasis, because as you watch some of these teams demonstrate, the Burwells specifically last year, and over the years, they've kicked PATs, and the difference in some of their games has been one and two points, and it's not, you know, 6-12. to 12. It's the it's 38-40 the point games. You know, when you've had so many opportunities to get those two-point conversions and didn't, but yet you just light up and you take the one and you do that consistently and you get down, down to those final, final minutes of the game, you know, that's the difference. And so we've taken an approach to that this year that we're going to kick the ball and we're going to try to get that one uh, gimme rather than having to work for it. And so far, it's worked out for us.
1: Well, looking forward to another football game that's going to be a good one for area teams tonight. Mike, thanks for the time, and good luck the rest of the way, Coach.
6: Thanks, Doug. Appreciate
1: it. We'll see you on Friday. That's the head football coach, Mike Scott, joining us here on the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back to Loop City for the starting lineups right after this on Power 99. At
7: Kushock Hardware in Loop City, you will find a variety of home decor to spruce up your home. The knowledgeable staff at Kushock will assist you in all your floor covering needs and all things hardware. You will find it all at Kushock Hardware and Variety. Good luck, athletes.
8: There are so many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service, fresh meats, and produce. Joe's Market in Loop City is proud to support the area athletes.
9: Sampson Construction in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes. Sampson Construction has served as a trusted partner with business owners, developers, and communities across Nebraska. Sampson Construction, experience, innovation, and commitment. Good luck, athletes.
7: Based in Arcadia with locations across the greatest part of Nebraska, Trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student-athletes and wishes them luck on and off the field, court, and in the classroom.
10: Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter.
1: And welcome back, everyone, to Loop City on a perfect night for high school football. Doug Duda with you on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We had a chance earlier to take a look At our entry report, more than any other game this year, brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, we do want to add for Arcadia Loop City, Tray Van Slyke, of course, has been out for the year. Freshman Trevor Horton also not suiting. And add to the list for Amherst, their leading running back as far as carries, Christian Wick, is not going to be able to go tonight. He was not cleared to play. So add that to Tej Hadwiger from before the season. He's out for the year. Josh Klingelhoffer last week. Luke Palmer, Hunter Freeze, Jesse Tesmer all out for Amherst. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Well, the toss was won by Arcadia Loop City. They will defer. Amherst will take the ball and move from our right to left on this east-west field. Here, west to east is how they'll go in Loop City. It's still the 100-yard field, but painted beautifully, so if they decide to go for a a kick extra point, they'll have to move it a little closer to the crossbars. Let's take a look at the starting lineups for tonight's game. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for Amherst, the center is number 51, 6'2", 195-pound junior, Brody Bogard. The guards are number 56, 6'3", 220-pound sophomore, Wyatt Anderson, and number 58, 6'2", 220-pound senior, Isaac John. The ends for the Broncos are number five, six foot, 150 pound senior, Trevor Klingelhoffer, and number 46, 6'3, 165 pound sophomore, Carter Riesland. The fullback is number 39, 5'10, 165 pound senior, Jacob Graham. The I back number 33, 5'9, 195 pound senior, Sam Hollander. And the quarterback of the Amherst Broncos is number seven, 5'10, 150 pound junior, Brayton. Bandle. Head coach is Farron Klingelhoffer, assisted by Colin Pfeiffer, Carson Hemmon and Vance Jones. Amherst is 2-1 and one on the season. For the Broncos, they won the season opening contest against Alma 25-0. Got clipped by Cambridge 32-31 and in their home opener last week beat Elm Creek 21-12. So after tonight, three of their final four games are at home. For Arcadia Loop City, the center is number 60, 5'10", 225 pound senior Cameron Russell. The guards are number 4, 5'10", 155-pound sophomore, Jackson Cusick, and number 63, 5'11", 200-pound senior, Justin Lewick. The ends are number 32, 6'1", 180-pound senior in Vince Urich. The wide receiver, number 9, 6'2", 145-pound senior, Braden Scott. The fullback, number 33, 6'2", 185-pound junior, Hayden Griffith, Running back number 19, 5'10", 160-pound senior is Preston Rogers, And the quarterback for the Rebels is number 48, 6'1", 190-pound senior in Cody Marcus. The head coach of the Arcadia Loop City Rebels is Mike Scott, assisted by Aaron Habe, Jake Hunter, and Tony Caslin. A perfect 3-0 on the season. We saw them opening night as they defeated Elm Creek 39-8. That was a 12-8 game at the half. Then they defeated Nebraska Christian 45-12. That's Nebraska Christian's only loss. And last week in the home opener, they downed Ainsworth 47-12. They do have a Thursday night game next week against their rival, Ravenna. That is a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Back with more from Loop City in a moment.
11: Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile Deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the Better Bank.
0: Ken's Equipment in Loop City is committed to providing the best customer service around. Stop by Ken's Equipment at 1110 O Street. You'll be glad you did. Or online at Ken'sEquipmentInc.com. Ken's Equipment is a proud supporter of this broadcast and wishes all the athletes good luck.
1: And Doug Duda back with you here to say a big thank you to Athletic Director Paul Henry and Josh Ashey, as always, for their hospitality as we get ready for uh, tonight's high school football game. Arcadia Loop City with their black uniforms, tops, and pants with the white numerals, and then it's all white. For Amherst with the red numerals, you've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. We will get you to the kickoff in a moment.
13: Oh, I can't believe it! Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Brams will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair.
0: Moshka's Building Center in Arcadia proudly supports all area athletes. Their friendly staff is always ready to help with all your building materials, including our in-house kitchen and bath designer. Moshka's Building Center, everything you need to build your house from the ground up. Citizens
14: Bank, recognizing the importance of savings no matter what your goal is. Citizens Bank has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City is a proud supporter of all the area high school athletes.
15: South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory-trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you.
1: And welcome back to Loop City. want to remind you, we've still got other football games on our network of stations. I'm Hearst Arcadia Loop City here on Power 99, Blue Hill and Lawrence Nelson on the breeze 94.5 FM, and we are so fortunate now to have our AM stations with FM Translator. Translators which you can pick up an even better clear signal. So for KHAS and Hastings, that's 104.1 FM or 1230 AM as Hastings is hosting Alliance. And then our ESPN stations, it is Adam Central Cozad on 92.7 FM and 1550 AM, and on ESPN and Carney 92.1 FM and 1460 AM. Carney Catholic is getting ready to kick it off. Against Ogallala. High school football here on Power 99, a perfect night, and we hope you enjoy all the football here this evening. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We can also be heard online at Platte River Prep's Tom. Tom. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington and Lincoln. A lot going on in the area tonight. We hope you enjoy it. Carney High is at Millard West. Fremont's at Grand Island. Also want to let you know that you can go to platriverpreps.com, click on the football scores, and you can follow along with our scores. As the classes get smaller, there is less media, but now in this day and age, everybody's got their phones out to tweet or text, and if you would like to text or call your score updates in, we'd love it. And you can call or text those in, and we will get them on our scoreboard. The ball is on the tee here for Christian Tinchner of Arcadia Loop City, and we are ready to get tonight's football game underway. And it's a high, very short kick that's going to be taken at about the 16-yard line, up to the 20, the 25, and being brought down there is Owen Stokebrand for Amherst. And that's pretty good field position to start the game as Arcadia Loop City went with more of a pooch kick. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line of Amherst. Going to be critical for Amherst to probably move the ball, get some positive momentum here. Sam Hollander in the backfield. They go power eye. They'll hand it to the second man, and he's going to get a yard there for Sam. He is swarmed under by a host of Arcadia Loop City Rebels. Vince Yurick is among those in on the tackle so it's going to be a gain of one maybe two they're going to be generous and give him two it'll be second down and eight be curious to see how much passing there is in this ball game because they have not done much of it they don't need to pitch play toss sweep left side looking for some running room getting to the corner and mcgee carries the ball across the 30 out to about the 32 yard line And that'll be a gain of three. McGee hasn't seen a whole lot of carries. He has seen action. And tonight, without Christian Wick in the ball game, we will see some different players, like Coach Klingelhofer says, maybe not totally different, but as far as the number of carries that they will get throughout the year. Wick had 60 carries for 232 yards. Hollander, 36 for 123. McGee just five carries for 17. And, uh uh-oh, I think Amherst broke the huddle with too many men. McGee ran off the field. I don't see a flag, and they're going to go ahead and give it to Hollander around the right side. He gets to the 35, stiff arm first down. He'll dive just into Rebel territory as he gets to midfield and a gain of eight yards on the play for Sam Hollander getting to the outside. We know that Arcadia Loop City not only has some bulk up front, they can get to the outside. Can Amherst match him with that speed? So the ball will be placed right at midfield here for the Rebels. They get a first down on the opening series. Nice run by Hollander. McGee back in there. He'll be the eye back. Hollander will be the fullback. And the quarterback, Vandal, toss sweep left side again. And just running into the pile, getting three, almost four yards there for McGee, finishing him off after Hayden Griffith got him with Cusick. He is the leading tackler on this football team. It's going to be a gain of four. And a second down and six coming up. So solid here early on for the Broncos. Ball now moves to the near hash towards the Arcadia Loop City sideline. Second and six, Rebels are going to blitz. They hand it off McGee, and he got shoestring tackled and was able to scurry for two yards inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. So they're using Hollander as a blocking back, trying to open up gaps between the center and his guards, and he's done a good job. So after a gain of two, it'll be third down and four ball just inside the Rebel 35-yard line. In the same base package, both ends in I formation, same story here. Third down and four. Quick count, roll out to pass. Man's open out in the flat, but they overshoot the intended receiver in Jacob Graham, who they listed as a fullback, but Coach Klingelhofer says they would also use as an end. A little more air under that one might have worked out. Now it is fourth down and four, and you're in that sketchy zone on the field because you're at the 34-yard line. You could punt it in the end zone, but if you don't get it here, you give the Rebels a short field. Arcadia Loop City acted like they were going to go for it. And then Riley Fisher checked into the ball game here in the last moment. They're lining up to go for it. Again, power I. It's fourth and four. And back to pass again with time. Floats it out here. Same play. This time Griffith bobbled it and dropped it. He had it in his gut, in his mitts and couldn't handle it at the Rebel 27-yard line. And Arcadia Loop City will take over. So it was the same play, the same little throw out into the flat. The first time he didn't hook up, that time he put it right in Griffith's hands, and he was, or Graham, excuse me, Graham's hands, and was not able to hold on. So a fourth down stop will give the Rebels the ball at the 34-yard line of Arcadia Loop City. They go out of that pistol look with the backs flanking Marcus. Aiden Griffith and Preston Rogers, and it's a lead around the right side. Rogers has room down the right sideline. 30, 25, stays in bounds. Punched from behind the balls, fumbled, and Amherst has covered it at the nine yard line. Preston Rogers had one man to beat. He was going to run out of bounds or juke him back. He makes a beautiful run all the way down to the nine yard line. That'll be a 37 yard run, but a fumble, and Amherst recovers. A break for Amherst as they will take over at the 9-yard line on the very first play on defense. 37-yard run, but the fumble by Rodgers. First and 10 at the Amherst 9. So the offense hustles back out on the field. Riley Fisher comes in there at the end. Out of the eye formation. Toss play McGee around the right side and all over him. Jumping on his back and hauling him down as Hayden Griffith as he got back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. It'll be second down. We'll keep it at 10. McGee, I had for three carries and nine yards. And Hollander, two carries for 10 yards on that first try. Arcadia Loop City's defense will have to bow their necks here once again. We're early in the ball game. Just three minutes gone. Still scoreless. Second and 10, Amherst at their own Nine. They'll throw it down the line of scrimmage. It's complete and a short gain out there by Ian Hughes. He'll cross the 10 and get out to about the 12, maybe the 13-yard line. Or was it McGee that slid out there? I think that was Hughes. Or Nolan Elo. Okay, Elo was out there. He makes the catch. We're going to call it a gain of four on the first completion of the ball game. And that will bring up third down and six. Need to get to the 19. Ball spotted. Between the 12 and the 13. Again, Amherst getting some late personnel into the huddle. They'll snap this with about eight minutes to go in a scoreless first quarter. And we've got a different look trying to get all their wide receivers. We've got three in the backfield, two wideouts, and here come the whistles. Amherst will use a timeout. Broke the huddle, and it looked like the Shriners out there. So, time out on the field brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. It is scoreless with exactly eight minutes to go. First quarter. Amherst and Arcadia Loop City.
7: I'm
16: On third
1: down and six, back to pass. Brando looking over the middle. It's going to be batted away. Nice job by Scott. He gets a hand on it there, and that will bring up another fourth down situation for Amherst. So good pass over the middle, but equally good defense in there by Braden Scott. So just one of four through the air, and now they will have to pump the football away here for Amherst. And here comes some rush, but a nice high kick coming up to take it at the 35-yard line. It's Rodgers. He's dangerous, starts right, cuts back left, 40, has some room, 35 to the 30, and he'll be sized up there by Elo and brought down at the 27-yard line. It'll be a 33-yard punt and a return of 18 yards by Rodgers. So the turnover did not hurt Arcadia Loop City. They've got the football back in good field position again at the 27-yard line of Amherst. No score. Arcadia Loop City's Preston Rogers had a 37-yard run on the first touch but got it poked away from behind. So this is just their second offensive possession. First down and 10 at the Amherst 27-yard line. Student body right on a direct snap. Rogers looks for some room, gets a block to the 30, and he'll be tackled there, Elo. Also in on the tackle is Owen Stokebrand. Gain on the play of about seven. It'll be second down and three. Because of injuries over the last few years, Arcadia Loop City has done a lot of wildcat formation. And this is like that with a direct snap. And spedding out wide to the left this time will be Braden Scott. The end of the right side is Vince Urich still with that three-back backfield. Rodgers to the left, Hayden Griffith to the right. Cody Marcus on second down and three at the Bronco 20-yard line. He's going to go with an inside give to Rodgers, and Rodgers is going to have just enough for the first down as he is tackled by Brody Bogard. Right at the line to gain, they'll move the chains. A gain of three for Rodgers. So three plays and three handoffs to Rodgers. First out and ten, mark the ball at the 18-yard line. to go in the opening quarter. We're scoreless between Arcadia Loop City and Amherst. Amherst checks things over defensively, and Marcus calls for the count. He's got it. Counterplay, they give it off to Griffith, hitting the backfield once, twice. He's going to get just a couple of yards as Ben McGee came in. First man that came through there was Carter Rieslin, and he kind of slowed the progress of the play, and McGee then was able to get the edge Before Griffith did in a gain of just two. Hayden's first carry of the evening. Second down and eight. Ball will be at the 16-yard line of Amherst. And outside of that fumble, the Rebels have played good football here early on. So coming up over it is going to be the big center, Cameron Russell. 225-pounder. They'll split it a little more, a little more edge between the blockers and they want to throw Marcus down the middle of the field and he overshoots Urich in the end zone man-on-man coverage there by Trevor Klingelhoffer. so they took a shot on third and eight and it is incomplete so that'll bring up third down here for Arcadia Loop City ball marked at the 16-yard line of Amherst so they're in two down territory even though they've got a pretty decent kicker themselves both teams have guys that can kick and you heard Coach Scott talk about it in the pregame. He kind of thought maybe the range for Kristen Tensioner would be about 38 yards, and they would be in that range right now. Lone setback. They put Rodgers out to the right, looked for a little dump, and they overshoot him. Marcus just overshot him, and that was only about a three-yard pass to begin with. He would have had a turn upfield. field. So let's see what Arcadia Loop City elects to do here. Do you trot Christian Tinchner out there, or are you just confident enough, as you would see so much in eight-man football, that even if they don't get it here, their defense could be good enough to hold Amherst? Scoreless with 5.43 to go in the first quarter. Here on Power 99, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Amherst, Loop City, and the World Wide Web at com. So they are going to go for it here. Griffith, the only man in the backfield. Marcus steps back. Looking to throw it over the middle. He throws it behind Griffith. They were setting him up for a screen. McGee was there and probably would have made the tackle, but he threw it behind his intended target. So, so far through the air, the teams have struggled. 0 of 3 for Arcadia Loop City, 1 of 4 for Amherst for just 4 yards. And Amherst will take over as both teams have now been stopped once on 4th down attempts. So already the third possession of the quarter here for the Broncos. They'll take over at their own 16, back to that power eye formation and hit in the backfield as he's handed the ball. Vince Yurick drops the eye back in McGee. may have even lost a yard here. It'll be second down, see where they spot the ball, basically on the 15. So it is going to be a loss of one, about 10 and a half to 11 yards to go. Amherst probably will have to have some success through the air tonight to open up that run game. But they have stayed with McGee with Wick injured tonight. Hard count, and the entire defensive line moved for Arcadia Loop City. So somebody jumped, or there was a hard count in Arcadia Loop City already walking the other way. So our first penalty of the ball game will be a five-yard offside penalty here on the Rebels. And that'll help things out. It'll make it second down and six for the Broncos. Looking for their first first down of the ball game. Rebels have just one back to that power eye toss sweep left side out here to make a block they'll try and turn the corner across the 20 out to the 22 yard line and that's where they're gonna drop the running back in jacob graham graham picked up about a yard maybe two it'll be third down and three and a half Broncos on the near hash by the Rebels' sideline. Down to four and a half to go. First quarter, we're still scoreless. They'll open it up. Twins to the right side. Wide receiver in short to the left side. And the quarterback, Brayton Bandle, takes the snap. Drops back. Has time. Throws over the middle, but it's low and incomplete. Trying to get it to Trevor Klingelhofer on the coverage again for Arcadia Loop City was Vince Urich. So Brayton Bandle trying to find a way to get open here, and it just uh, hasn't worked for him. Amherst is going to have to punt it again. First punt went 33 yards, and Rodgers got a pretty good return on it. Elo is the punter, and Rodgers slides back, and we're going to have a penalty flag here. From the referee so that's not delay a game there was all kinds of confusion when they got up to the line of scrimmage it's an illegal substitution here on amherst so the first penalty of the ball game will cost them five yards and by the time we get all this done it's going to be fourth and about nine move the ball back to the amherst 17 16 and a half yard line still scoreless here in the first quarter as we've played this one Mostly on the Amherst side of the field. Rogers awaits the punt. Snap to Elo is clean. Tries to rugby it to the right side. A high spiraling kick. It goes over Rogers' head. He has to retreat and pick it up at his own 17. Starts left, back, right. Runs in some trouble. Good open field tackle by McGee at the 23-yard line. That's an excellent punt that time. Sailing over his head. About from the 17 to the 17. That's 46 yards. For Mr. Elo. Nolan... Didn't really want to kick it to Rogers, probably, and Rogers with a return of about seven yards on the play. They're going to mark it at the twenty-four, and Arcadia Loop City will take over for the third time of the ball game. Four oh six to go, first quarter. It's scoreless here on Power ninety-nine. Again, UNK volleyball is playing tonight. Hastings tomorrow. The Huskers tomorrow. All the football tomorrow as well. We'll keep you up to date on that. So let's see what the Rebels want to do here. On first down and 10 at their own 24. Marcus dropping back, looking for a screen. Dumps it out here in the flat to Griffith, and it is going to be nowhere to go. Jacob Graham was all over it right there at the line of scrimmage and maybe just a little bit behind it. It's actually going to be a completion for negative yardage. So a loss of two will bring up second down and 12. Great assignment football there for Amherst on a couple of these pass plays. They're just little screen passes, and they have been right on top of it. So it'll be second down and 12. First big play of the game was on the very first snap, but unfortunately for the Rebel fans, they fumbled it. Low snap, Marcus has it, hands it off to Griffith, tries the right side, has a hold to the 30. He's going to be right at the first down marker at the 33, just short. It's going to be a gain of 11, and it'll be third down and one, Stokebrand among those on the tackle. Good hard run for Hayden Griffith. As you keep your eyes on the speedster, Rogers. So now Arcadia Loop City in pretty good shape. Scott's going to come off the field. They'll go with their power package here to try and get this first down and keep possession of the football. Marcus doesn't go under center. Out of the pistol. No wideouts. Third down and one. Everybody forward. Hand it off over the right side. Rogers has the first down across the 35. Out to the 38-yard line. A gain of five for Preston. And another first down for the Rebels. Move the chains as they mark it at the 38-yard line. Speaking of the Lopers, didn't take them very long. About an hour and 20 minutes, and they sweep Emporia State 25-19, 15, and 17 in tonight's action. There is even a Big Ten football game tonight. Maryland and Illinois will go at 8 o'clock. That's on Fox Sports 1 at the end of 1, Central Florida and Louisville 7-7. First and ten here, Arcadia Loop City in our scoreless game. Direct snap to Rodgers. It's a sweep to the left side. He gets into Amherst territory, runs over two defenders, and gets just shy of the first down marker. They're going to say his knee hit about a yard short again. So nine more for Preston. And it'll be second down and one. Ball at the Amherst 33-yard line. This is the kind of game Amherst wants. A low-scoring game against a... Pretty high-octane Arcadia Loop City offense. They're staying patient right now, trying to wear down that front four of the Broncos. 4-2-2 defense here for Amherst. Tried to spread it out on the split. Second down and one. Marcus takes the snap. He'll give it to Griffith Straight up the middle, he's got the first down. Inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. A gain of four for Hayden. And Arcadia Loop City with the first true drive of this football game. Well, move the sticks to the 30. It started at their own 23-24 yard line. They got the ball last time all the way down to the 16 and came up empty on fourth down. Clock continues to roll. We are down to a minute 15 to go in a scoreless first quarter. First and 10, they're going to send two men out wide to the right this time in Scott and Rogers. Marcus takes the snap. He's looking that way. Sets in the pocket. Down the middle of the field for Rodgers, but he overshot him. It was double coverage. Elo was there. Also in the area was Jacob Graham, and it will be incomplete. So Marcus right now, one of five in this football game. Second down and 10. Stopping the clock with 1.06 to go here in the first quarter. As we say that, Central Florida, by the way, just scored, so they're up 13-7 in the first minute of quarter number one. Check it out at platriverpreps.com. We'll give you some updates on our high school football games. Earlier today, Kennesaw rolled Giltner as expected. Kennesaw, the number one team in D2 in some publications, 68-12 to 12 was the final score there. Second and ten now for Arcadia Loop City at the Amherst 30. Give it to Rogers. Tries to come up the middle, and he is going to be sandwiched and bear-hugged to the ground by Brody Bogard and company. And that's a gain of one. It'll be third down and nine. And they do like to get Rodgers outside. Griffith Moore the pounder in the middle. But the whole idea there is for Preston to follow either Marcus the quarterback or Griffith the fullback, and the hole was closed early. So we're down to just 30 seconds to go here in quarter number one. Third down and nine for the Rebels at the Amherst 29-yard line. We remain scoreless. Marcus will send Scott out wide to the right. Counterplay Griffith on the run. Big hole, 25, 20. He's still on his feet, and he's drugged down from behind by Elo at the 18-yard line. That'll be plenty for the first down, 11 for Hayden Griffith. So Arcadia Loop City on a passing yardage situation, kept it on the ground, and that will be the end. And we'll see. They might get one more playoff, 15 seconds as they do break the huddle. First down and 10 at the 18-yard line. Ten seconds as they come up over the ball. This time, Scott will be wide to the left. It'll be a handoff. Griffith off the left side. He'll get a couple and be met there by Brody Bogart again as he gets to the 15-yard line. That is a gain of three, and that is the end of our first quarter. We're halfway through the eight-man football season, week four, as we get into big-time district play this week it's scoreless amherst arcadia loop city here on power 99 and platte for professional
17: service to keep your business running smoothly call hellman main costler and coddle don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing let hellman main costler and coddle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business
1: And as always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports throughout the season. And hey, congratulations. Amherst Volleyball is having themselves a good early season. We will see them soon. No score here in the first quarter of play. Preston Rogers 6 carries, 62 yards. Hayden Griffith, 5 carries, 31 yards. So 93 yards on 11 carries, negative 2 through the air. Each team had one penalty. Unofficially, here for Amherst, I have them for 20 rushing yards and four passing yards. The big play of the game, Preston Rogers, the first snap after stopping Amherst at their 34-yard line, he had a 37-yard run, but he tried to cut back so he wouldn't go out of bounds, and it looked like he would score, but when he cut back, Amherst was able to poke the ball loose, and that's why we remain scoreless. But the Rebels are on the move again. It is second down, and we're going to call it Eight yards to go at the 15-yard line, maybe seven and a half. And Marcus takes the snap, gives it to Griffith, hit in the backfield and dropped. Somebody missed a block there because there were two Amherst Broncos that guessed right there. Riesland and Isaac John in on the tackle. And that's going to be a loss of two. And bring up third down and nine. Again, you're in that two-down territory, so... They ran it on third and long earlier in this series and got the first down with Griffith. Let's see what they come out with here. Scott will split out wide to the right. Outside of that, everybody stays in. Your end to the right side is going to be Christian Tinchner. Watch out for him. On third down and nine. Oh, it goes through Rodgers' hands, and he goes down to a knee to pick it up, and they did call him down. It was a direct snap to Rodgers. It was going to be sweep, jailhouse break to the left. And it just was too high of a snap. And they'll lose yardage back to the 24-yard line. That's going to be a loss of seven. And now it brings up fourth down. And definitely a passing situation here because fourth, and we're going to call it about 16 yards to go. Still scoreless. 10 and 40 to go here in the second quarter. And let's see if Marcus can buy himself some time. 16 for a first down. 24 for a touchdown. Amherst not changing their defensive front. And back to pass Marcus, way deep drop. He'll step and throw as far as he can for Scott, and it's through his hands. It might have been tipped by Elo. That's good coverage. They just took a deep slant to the end zone on the post route there and put athlete on athlete. And for the second time, a four-down stop here for the Amherst defense, and they will take over at their own 24-yard line. But they have not been able to find much offensively. They ground out one first down in that first quarter compared to four for the Rebels. And out of that eye formation with the I back Ben McGee. Sam Hollander, the fullback. Nope, they're going to put Griffith in there now. And McGee takes it around the left side and he is going to get to the 25-yard line, stretch forward to about the 26. That's going to be a short gain of two. So Hollander, who... Was the man that they were expecting to give them some trouble. Was not in the backfield that time trying to move him around. Brayton Bandle runs over to the sideline. Gets the play. Again, you've got Amherst with six players out today. At least three of them are starters. Second down and eight at their own 26-yard line. And handed off again to the eye back. and Trying to follow Griffith through the hole to the right side. A couple more for McGee. That's about it. It's going to be third and long. Give that defensive line credit here for Arcadia Loop City, led by Cameron Russell right there in the middle. Tensioner in there. It is third down. We're going to call it seven yards to go, maybe six and a half. Again, no wideouts, double tied in. Bandle, short drop, has some pressure, takes it down the left side, and it is going to be a great attempt at a catch. But even if he did haul it in, out of bounds was his intended receiver, Carter Riesland, right at the first down sticks. And when you take a look at the throwing motion of Brayton Bandle, I'm not going to say it's exactly, but you all know, well, you don't all know, but those that watch Scott Frost throw it, it's kind of like that. It's a shot put type of motion. He's not over the top of his helmet. He keeps it low around shoulder length. Doesn't look like he's going to take it deep down the field. So a punting situation. Elo for the third time. He bombed the last one. This will be high and short. Rodgers will take it at the 20. Off to the 25. Right side. Trying to break a tackle. And does. Now he's around the left side. 30, 35, 40, 35, 30. And Elo saw him and brought him down. If it hadn't been for the punter Elo, we would have had a Rodgers scoring on the 50th anniversary of the game of the century. So the punt. Goes to about the 27 to the 27. It was a shorter punt that time. Only about 28 yards is what we're going to officially say here. And Rodgers with a nice return to the 26. So we almost returned it to the line of scrimmage. So 28-yard punt, 26, 25-yard return. And again, most of this football game has been played at Amherst Territory and Arcadia Loop City will take over at the 27-yard line. 856 to go in the second quarter. We remain scoreless. No wideouts. They'll hand it to Rogers. Back left, 25, sideline 20, and he'll just be forced out of bounds near the 15-yard line. And that'll be enough for an Arcadia Lute City. First down, a gain of 12 for Rogers. 74 yards so far in the ball game for Rogers. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll take a look at the first half stats, score updates for you everything else that's going on in the world of sports because it is a busy sports weekend. And we have a whistle and a timeout going to be called here by Arcadia Loop City. It will be their first of the game brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994 located where you need us specializing in you. We have 8.51 to go first half it's still scoreless here in Loop City between the Rebels Back with you here at Loop City. It is first down and 10 at the 15-yard line. The Rebels out of the timeout. Give it to Griffith. straight up the middle. Power blast inside the 10. Drags a couple of Broncos to near the 8-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 7 for Hayden Griffith. Stoke Brand has had a good defensive game so far for Amherst. He's in on yet another tackle. It'll be second down. We'll call it. Four, maybe three and a half as the ball is marked at about the 13 and a half yard line middle of the football field Arcadia Loop City trying to score first 8.15 to go in a scoreless second quarter Marcus with his running backs flanking him, no wide outs, give it to Griffin again, big hole up the middle, inside the five, near the goal line, he'll be brought down at around the two yard line so a nice carry, busting it up the middle for six yards and another first down and it'll be first and goal here for Arcadia Loop City. They'll pick the ball up and move it to about the one-and-a-half yard line. And they're keeping it on the ground. Again, the passing game for both teams have been zilch. Four yards for Amherst, negative two for Arcadia Loop City. So it's first and goal. We'll call it the two-yard line. Keep the same package. Rogers to the left. And Griffith to the right. Marcus takes the snap. He'll give it to Hayden Griffith. And Hayden Griffith, I don't think he got in. It looked like he was going to get in, but then they turned his body. And so the ball did not cross the goal line. Maybe his helmet did. It's a gain of one. But it is as close to the goal line as you can get it. Second and goal at the two-inch line here for the Rebels. Continuing to chew the clock up with 7.15 to go. In the first half, scoreless ball game. Amherst has not threatened to score. The Rebels have tried three times now. This will be their third chance in the red zone. Stay out of that pistol. There's no quarterback sneak. Marcus, give it to Griffith again. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. They're starting to run it right up the middle, taking it off their big center, Cameron Russell. And Griffith will have our first touchdown of the ball game, a one-yard plunge straight up the middle. And they will go for just kicking the extra point, as you heard Coach Scott say. When they played Elm Creek on opening night, the Buffs scored, and they were a two-point team, so they tried to hang with them. Tensioner now will be in to attempt the extra point. With exactly seven minutes to go here in the half, the kick is away. Good rush. He pounds it up there, and it looks good, and it is. So Tensioner adds the extra point. Our five points bank touchdown, a one yard plunge by Hayden Griffith. Seven minutes to go in the first half of play. It's Arcadia Loop City, seven and Amherst nothing. The Rebels will kick it off when we return on Power 99. The quarterback counts on his O-line for protection in the pocket. You can count on me, Rick Smith, your Farm Bureau insurance agent, and McKenzie to protect your family's blind side no matter what life throws at you. We are here to handle all your auto, home, life, and business insurance needs. Don't scramble around working with multiple insurance companies. Contact us today at 308-234-2222 and see how we can help protect what matters most. Call
19: me, Rick Smith, your Farm Bureau Bureau agent or McKenzie at 308 234 2222. Your local pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
1: And we're back here in Loop City. The first points on the board in the seven-minute mark of the second quarter on a one-yard Hayden Griffith plunge up the middle. It was a short 27-yard drive because of the nice punt return by Preston Rogers. And now Tinchner will get set to kick it off. They kicked off to start the game, kind of hit a pooch kick. He's definitely got the leg to drive it, so let's see what he does here. And again, it's very short. It'll be taken on the run and fumbled at the 13, and then Elo just dropped on it at the 17-yard line and again on the kick return excuse me Ian Hughes 25 and 29 got the numbers flipped there so short kick it worked that time and first down and 10 at the 16 of course if you bomb it through the end zone the touchback puts it at the 15 so about the same thing here early score from the breeze 94.5 Lawrence Nelson leading Blue Hill 16 to nothing first down and 10 They're going to go with a single wing look here, and I think we've got a chance at a pass, and we've got all kinds of whistles. They had put the wing, Elo, in motion, and he was going to come around the right side and just toss it to him. But I'm guessing this is illegal motion, and that is exactly what happened. So the first time they try something a little different, false start here. That is the second penalty of the ball game. Each had one for five yards in the first quarter of play. Don't forget the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by b and Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner listed on PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by b b Carpet. Now an empty backfield here, trips to the left side. Bandle has time, steps up in the pocket, throws it out here in the flat. It's complete to Elo at the 19, to the 20. How long did he stay in bounds before he is shoved into the sticks? Our side judge walking up to about the 23-yard line. Some of the fans wanted a late hit there, but finally a completion with some positive yardage. So the ball comes up to the 23-yard line. That'll bring up second down, and we'll call it four. That's an 11-yard completion. Up to that point, Amherst and quarterback Brayton Bandle was one of six for four yards. Second out and four because we did have the five-yard penalty. Out of the pistol again. Motion man, Elo. They're going to give it to him on a jet sweep. There's nowhere to go. He has to try and cut back, and there's just all black. Rodgers was over there to secure him, and then as he turned back, he runs into a pile of black. Led that time by Vince Urich. Also over there. Let me double-check that number. Yeah, that is Russell. And so no gain on the play. It'll be third down. And when you give that ball to Nolan Elo, he has definitely got some wheels, but just nowhere to go. Seven-nothing Rebels. Again, trips to the right, single left, empty backfield, and we are going to get a penalty flag in the backfield. Another false start on the offense. False
16: start.
1: So back him up five more. And that'll bring up third down and nine. Spot the ball at the 18-yard line of Amherst. So the Broncos' defense has done okay. They just haven't been able to move the football here offensively. Tried to open it up here a little bit this series for Coach Klingelhoffer and the boys. Trips to the right side. Elo man-to-man on the left side. Thinking about Blitzen is going to be Jackson Cusick back to pass. Goes to Elo. Elo got turned around. The ball sails over his head out of bounds as he is covered by Brayden Scott. And that will bring up fourth down. Be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they make here at halftime because I think there are a couple of things out there for both teams in the passing game if they want to. Maybe just a little bit different on the run attack for Arcadia Loop City. But, they're able to ground out the yards. And Elo now has to punt for the fourth time. 33-46 and then 28. Rodgers will go back to his 25 to return it here. No win to speak of. And the kick is away. And that is a bomb. Rodgers waits for it. Takes it at the 19. Charts to his left. 20-25. He's just going to run out of real estate at the 30. That's an 11-yard return. That's a 43-yard punt. So Elo... Trying to help his team out. He's had three really solid punts. And Rogers has to be excited because he's actually getting an opportunity to return punts, as we heard Coach Mike Scott joke about in our pregame show. Our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding. Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed Science with service. Delivering success. You could camp on this field. It is absolutely gorgeous, and it goes with the night here tonight. Went out on the field before the game. Didn't see any chunks, so ready to go. Here's Amherst on the defense. At Arcadia Loop City, straight up the gut. They give it to Griffith. His power on power. He's going to lower his shoulder pads and get a couple as he crashes forward to the 34-yard line. And off the bottom of the pile for Amherst is going to be Graham and Wyatt Anderson. Checking in Cale Tobenheim, and sliding out will be Owen Stokebrand for a breather. Griffith will get credit for a three-yard gain. We'll officially call it second and seven. At their own 35. No wideouts. Again, it's Griffith and Rogers with Marcus in the backfield. It's a direct snap. Marcus may have taken off a little too soon. And around the right side, Rogers midfield, 35. He's still inbounds to about the 30. They'll give him the 29 yard line, but there is a penalty flag where he turned the corner. And 99% of the time, that's a block in the back or a hold. And that is exactly what it is. So a 10 yard penalty is going to wipe out. A 15-yard run on the direct snap to Rodgers. And sometimes you've got to be careful there because Marcus really wanted to get out there and lead block. And that may have been where the penalty occurred. But nonetheless, it is 10 yards, the first hold of the ball game, the second penalty for the Rebels. It'll push them all the way back to their own 26-yard line instead of being at the Arcadia Loop City 29. 4.45 to go here. In quarter number one, or excuse me, quarter number two. And it is seven to nothing, Arcadia Loop City. Defensive battle so far this evening. Second down, we'll call it about 17. Marcus takes the snap. And we've got motion again. And this time, Rodgers took off early. At a five-yard penalty. It'll be second down and 22. So Coach Scott now has got to find just kind of a guarantee play. One of those plays where you feel comfortable, even if that's just Hayden Griffith right up the middle. You've got a lot of yardage to get here, and you want to try and get a big home run play. Grand Island leading Fremont seven to six there in the second quarter. Hastings leading Alliance twenty one nothing in the second. Northwest over Waverly seven to six second. Saint Paul fourteen nothing over Gothenburg in the second. They are trying. To find a way to get their first win. Adams Central leads Kozad 15-6. Central City over Boone Central 14-7. Second and 22. Marcus back to pass. Hitch and go. He's hitting the backfield. He is going to be sacked. Amherst brought pressure. They drop him back here at the 16-yard line. Outstanding by Cale Tobenheim. And finished off by Wyatt Anderson and company. Isaac John was back there. And that's going to take him back to about the 16 a loss of six on the play first time that they've got to marcus here tonight and that'll bring up third and pack a lunch the ball's all the way back at the 16 they need to get to the amherst 38 so third and 26 here for the rebels this would be definite screen time if you're on the defensive side of the ball and we are going to get a timeout. Arcadia Loop City didn't get what they wanted to be their second timeout. They have one remaining. So, with 3.13 remaining in the first half of play it remains Arcadia Loop City 7 Amherst nothing. This time out brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. In
13: this moment, who has your back? Do you know the name of your insurance agent? Does your insurance agent know your name? Or would you call an 800 number that connects you with who? Another state? Another country? Instead, contact Barney Insurance, your local independent agent with auto owner's insurance. Barney Insurance Carney for a free estimate.
1: All right, it is third and 26, Arcadia Loop City. It's a bad snap. It must have hit the center's foot because it just dies. And Marcus comes up and dives on it at another two-yard loss. It'll be fourth and 28. So a penalty on a sweep play that got them down to the Amherst 28-yard line. And the next thing you know, you have got Scott punting for the first time, taking the snap at around his own goal line. So fourth and forever here. Here comes the punt for Braden Scott. Low snap, pressure coming. It's a low line drive kick, and the ball's fumbled. There's going to be a fight for it on the bottom of the pile. Diving on it was Owen Stokebrand. Arcadia Loop City tried to rip it away from him, but I think... Nope, Arcadia Loop City got it. Coming off the pile just a little bit stronger. It's going to be Arcadia Loop City... And getting the football, Tanner Lindblom. I believe that's Tanner Lindblom that covered the football. It was such a line drive kick that only went about 20 yards. But the second turnover, the first one here for Amherst, and they'll take over. At their own 36-yard line and a reprieve here. They'll get it to Rogers. Stiff arm as he crosses midfield and he steps out of bounds at around the 35-yard line. That's going to be a gain of nine. That's just a killer because Amherst, even if they didn't score, most likely could have ran out the clock. And now Arcadia Loop City is in that situation to have the last possession of the second quarter and the first possession of the third quarter. Tough situation there for Amherst. What do you do? It was lined right at you, so either you try to get out of the way or you try to catch it. It was a tough one. Good job there by Bloom to cover it. High snap, but it's a direct snap. Griffith is going to take it this time, and he gets around the left end, and he's shoved out of bounds after getting the first down yardage inside the 30 to about the 27-yard line. First down and 10. It's going to be a gain of seven on the play for Griffith. Trying to get the second score of the ball game. And it stops the clock with 2.25 to go. Arcadia Loop City does have one timeout. Remaining here in the first half, 7-0. Marcus a little slow walking back over to the huddle here. Don't know if he got caught up in the wash there somewhere. Ravenna Sanitation halftime report is coming up. First half stats, more scores. Carney Catholic out to a 17-0 lead over Ogallala. Second quarter on ESPN. First down and 10. We'll call it the 27-yard line of Amherst. Marcus, long count, takes the snap, gives it to Rodgers, off right guard, finds a seam to the 20 and brought down at the 19-yard line. Another big hitter there. A cane of eight. It'll be second down and short. Rodgers approaching 100 yards here in the first half. Would have had it had that penalty not been called for the only hold of the ball game. And this has been a couple of opportunities where Arcadia Loop City has went to the air. But I have definitely found just grinding it out on the ground is what's working for him. And I think that's probably where we'll keep it. There are no whiteouts again. Rodgers to the left. Griffith to the right. Marcus on second and two. High direct snap to Rodgers. And he slips as he takes off. That all came because of the high snap. Then his right foot just gave out on him. And he's going to lose a couple of yards on the play. Brody Bogard was right there. So a short yardage situation becomes a medium yardage situation. Two down territory again here for Arcadia Loop City. It'll be third and fourth, the Amherst 21-yard line, as we're down to a minute 15 to go here in the first half. Seven to nothing, Rebels. They have stayed patient, each team, with one turnover here in the first half. Marcus sets them down, takes the... Hand off and gives it to Rogers. Tries the right side. Steps out of an ankle tackle. He'll have the first down. Here comes a penalty. 15-10. And he's going to be shoved out of bounds at the 8. But it's coming back. It's going to be another offensive penalty here on Arcadia Loop City. A holding call that will drive him back. So their third penalty here on their last two drives. Would have been another first down. And in fact a first and goal situation. Instead now you're going to have third and about 14. Huh? Was that a downfield hold? I guess so. They're going to say that the hold happened right at the first down marker. So Rodgers actually is going to get credit for those four yards. And it'll be third down and ten. Ball at the 26-yard line. Clock continues to run, though. So now that's a factor. We're down to 50 seconds to go. No urgency here from the Rebels. Third down and ten. Scott out wide to the left, high snap, Marcus has it, looking for Scott on a little stop route, it's through his hands at the 15-yard line, and that stops the clock with 40 seconds to go. Again, you have, of the first four weeks of the football season, your coolest night, it's not cool, cool yet, the sun just going down, I would expect that the field gets a little slicker, the football could get a little slicker in the second half, but we have seen Rogers slip on that high snap, and then that ball went right through Scott's hands. So do they just go to the end zone like they did last time, or do they try to get a first down? One timeout, well, now no timeout. So Coach Scott burns the final timeout here in the first half, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. It is a 4th and 10 Arcadia Loop City at the Amherst 27-yard line. 40 seconds to go in the first half. It's the Rebels 7 and Amherst nothing here on Power 99.
20: If you thought boating season is over, you couldn't be more wrong. There's plenty of warm weather left and there are plenty of new boats to choose from at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer. New inventory is arriving weekly. Fishing boats, cruising boats, surf boats, pontoons, and more. And with their best financing rates in years, it's more affordable than ever to be on the water. Also, the Pro Shop is now fully stocked to make your boating even more fun. So see what's new today at your Yamaha outboard dealer, Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central Carney. Online at buzzsmarine.com. Com.
1: Time out brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. Doug Duda with you on this Friday night. Don't forget at the end of the night, the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show, 10 o'clock when our football is done, the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show with area scores for you here on Power 99. So as we come back to action here, it is fourth down and 10, Arcadia Loop City at the 27-yard line of Amherst with just 40 seconds remaining. Here in quarter number two. And Arcadia Loop City now out of timeouts. They do send Rodgers out wide to the left. Marcus takes the snap. He's got Scott to the right. He's looking for a crisscross down the middle for Tinchner. Contact caught. Touchdown. Okay. There it is. Tinchner out of the backfield for the 27-yard touchdown reception. That's the first positive completion in the game for Arcadia Loop City. And it puts him up by two scores with 34 seconds remaining in the first half. So you had the feeling they were going to run something they hadn't run all night. We mentioned Tensioner early in the ballgame coming off the end. And now he will try the extra point. He nailed the first one and awaiting the snap on the second one. Little high, they get it down. He still pounds that one. It's up and it is good. Our five points bank touchdown is a 27-yard completion. From Cody Marcus into the hands of Christian Tinschner on 4th and 10. And with 34 seconds to go in the half, it is 14 to nothing. Arcadia Loop City with the lead over Amherst on Power 99.
14: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
0: Moshka's Building Center in Arcadia proudly supports all area athletes. Their friendly staff is always ready to help with all your building materials, including our in-house kitchen and bath designer. Moshka's Building Center. Everything you need to build your house from the ground up.
8: There are so many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there and they know you. Not to mention the great service, fresh meats and produce. Joe's Market in Loop City is proud to support the area athletes.
1: And the kick is away by Tinchner. It'll be taken by McGee at the 5. He's up the right sideline to the 10-15-20 and he'll be brought down... Just across the 25-yard line. Amherst does have a couple of timeouts, but they haven't shown much in a passing game. That's just a killer for Amherst and a huge one for Arcadia Loop City. You take 7 to nothing going in at halftime, not being able to move the football. And now the Rebels will get the ball to start the second half. They are going to send trips to the left side. Braden Bandle, long count, takes the snap. Looking left the whole time, throws a little short pass. It's complete, and staying in bounds right on the sideline was Elo, but it's only about a two-yard pass. And Amherst is not going to burn a timeout. I probably agree after watching that one. No need to try and get yourself in some trouble, and that is going to take us to halftime here in Loop City. So, a good old central Nebraska rivalry, Arcadia Loop City has really had to work, but the undefeated rebels lead the two and one Amherst Broncos here at the half by a score of fourteen to nothing. So the teams will head to their respective end zones here and talk about what happened in the first half and It was close we didn 't have any scoring until the seven minute mark. Arcadia Loop City had a couple opportunities, but Amherst has yet to be in the red zone because they can 't throw the ball. And one-dimensional, they've got a couple of nice runs, but we'll give you their first-half totals in just a little bit. And Amherst didn't have the ball very much at all in the second quarter of play. They did fumble a line-drive punt that ended up leading eventually to the points as they uh, turned the table here. So 14 nothing is your score, and the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report is coming up next here on Power 99
9: and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Sampson Construction in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes. Sampson Construction has served as a trusted partner with business owners, developers, and communities across Nebraska. Sampson Construction, experience, innovation, and commitment. Good luck, athletes.
7: Based in Arcadia with locations across the greatest part of Nebraska, Trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student-athletes and wishes them luck on and off the field, court, and in the classroom.
10: Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter.
16: This is Bob from b Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need.
17: Here at Amigos, we want you to join our roster of the most talented taco artists in Nebraska. When you work at Amigos, you'll be on a team of people who have each other's backs. We offer a fast-paced, friendly work environment and flexible scheduling to fit your busy life. Join our team, meet your Amigos, and become a customer service expert, all while furthering your career. Be Amigos. Apply today at AmigosKings.com.
1: And welcome back to high school football here in Loop City. Doug Duda with you on a gorgeous night for week four of the high school football season. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Find us in your local yellow pages, Ravenna Sanitation. Your trash collection connection at the half. Arcadia Loop City 14 and Amherst nothing. Arcadia Loop City able to cash in on a 4th and 10 27-yard touchdown pass with 34 seconds to go here in the second quarter from Cody Marcus to Christian Tinchner, and that is a big, big blow here in this football game. So Amherst will have to kick it away for the first time to start the second half. Their defense did force a turnover on the first offensive play of the game, but they weren't able to score because it was at their own 9-yard line after Preston Rogers had a 37-yard run. Let's take a look at our Scoreboard, Platte River Prep Scoreboard, there are quite a few scores that we could use updates on. So if we give you a game that you are at, please give us a text or a call. 308-646-0506. 308-646-0506. We had one final today. Kennesaw defeated Giltner 28-12. Elsewhere, these are all second quarter scores. Fremont leads Grand Island 12-7. Millard West leading Kearney 13-7. In class B, Aurora on top of Omaha grows 15 to 7. Hastings leads Alliance 21 to 6. Granula Northwest over Waverly 7 to 6. We are looking for an update on the Lexington Creek score 646 05 06. Other scores in the second quarter. Adams Central 15, Cozad 6, Central City 14, Boone Central 7. St. Paul 14, Gothenburg nothing, Kearney Catholic 17, Ogallala nothing, Sydney six, Holdridge nothing, looking for updates on the Minden Hershey and the Donovan Trumbull Wood River Shelton games. In C two looking for updates on Ord Broken Bow, St. Cecilia Centura and Bridgeport Gibbon. North Platte St. Pats leading Grand Island Central Catholic seven to nothing, and Superior leading Syracuse seven to three. In D1, looking for uh, all kinds of scores. Ravenna Burwell, Highline Maxwell, Cambridge Arapahoe, Alma Bertrand, 308-646-0506. If you've got a six-man score, fire that off to us. In D2, Pleasanton and Ansley Litchfield are knotted up 12-12 in the second quarter. Loomis leading Overton 26-0. And at last check, Lawrence Nelson was up on Blue Hill by a score of 16-0. High school football lot of it going on glad to have you along with us another big one in b tonight bennington is leading omaha scud at the half by a score of 21 to 7 so that's a big game in class b bennington trying to find a way to get maybe into that number one spot in the class b rankings 14 to nothing here in favor of Arcadia Loop City. Also tonight in volleyball, the UNK volleyball team, number one, and plays for the first time tonight. They get to nine and zero oh, with a sweep of Emporia State, dropping them to two and six. Twenty-five, 19, 15 and seventeen. So tomorrow night, huge match for UNK number one Lopers take on number three Washburn, and that will be at six o'clock at the Health and Sports Center. Earlier in the day at Foster Field. The Loper football team playing as a rated team for the first time in 10 years. They will take on Washburn, who is 29th in the point standings this week. Also, Hastings College has a 1 o'clock kickoff tomorrow uh, as they will be taking on... Their opponent from Jamestown, North Dakota, that was one of the two teams that Hastings beat last year, Kickoff at 1 o'clock, and we will have that for you on our sister station, KHAS. Hastings Volleyball tomorrow is at home at 3 against 19th-ranked Concordia. Hastings soccer team's... We'll be at home against Dakota Wesleyan after the football game at 5.30 and 8 o'clock. Loper Soccer currently playing tonight against Washburn. That one's just winding down as well. Husker Volleyball, number six, hosting number five Louisville tomorrow night. We'll have it for you on KHAS. It'll also be on the Big Ten Network, and that match will get underway at 7 o'clock. Some other football games from earlier today. Minden routes Hershey by a score of 62-7. to 7. Franklin wins over Elba via the forfeit today. We talked about Kennesaw beating Giltner, sixty-eight to twelve. In other football today, it was Riverside over Central Valley, fifty-three to eighteen. Sand Hills Valley got by South Loop, twenty-eight to sixteen. Spalding Academy over Deshler by a score of sixty-two to fourteen. And St. Edward beat Meridian by a score of fifty to twenty-four. Cody Kilgore, number one by some folks in six-man. They beat Stewart this afternoon by a score of 60-14. to We'll come back and take a look at the first-half numbers right after this timeout. Ken's
0: Equipment in Loop City is committed to providing the best customer service around. Stop by Ken's Equipment at 1110 O Street. You'll be glad you did. Or online at Ken'sEquipmentInc.com. Ken's Equipment is a proud supporter of this broadcast and wishes all the athletes good luck. Citizens Bank, recognizing the importance of savings no matter
14: what your goal is. Citizens Bank has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul and Central City is a proud supporter of all the area high
12: school athletes. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trade technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest Traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Marian Trampy, your channel C dealer.
1: Of course, tomorrow it's Nebraska, Oklahoma, and you'll be able to hear that on the breeze 94.5. Our pregame tomorrow morning is at 7 a.m. The kickoff just after 11 o'clock on the breeze, and the television game coverage will be on Fox. Then next week, the Huskers open conference play as they travel to Michigan State, and that was set for a 6 o'clock contest. The Northwest, Northwestern game, uh, the next home game for the Huskers, two weeks away, will be at 6.30. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first half stats of our football game, which Arcadia Loop City leads here over Amherst by a score of 14 to nothing. And we will start with the Amherst numbers. There's just not a whole lot there. Sam Hollander, who I know Coach Mike Scott was worried about, only a couple of carries in the ball game. It's been more uh, McGee and Graham, and they don't run quarterback Brayton Randall, so it has been those two for the most part. Hollander, two carries, 10 yards. McGee, seven carries, 12 yards. Graham, one carry, two yards. Nolan Elo had one carry for zero. That's 11 rushing attempts unofficially for 24 yards. Through the air for Brayton Bandle. He's put it up nine times. He's completed three of those. No touchdowns, no interceptions, 17 yards. So the longest run of the ball game, eight yards for Hollander. The longest completed pass was 11 yards, but that was on a second and 15. So they've only got the one first down of the first half here for Amherst. They have 17 yards through the air, 24 on the ground, just 41 total yards. They punted it four times, and Nolan Elo has done very well there as he has four punts for an average of 40 yards. Three penalties, a couple of illegal motions when they were trying to pass the ball and get out in a spread formation. Three penalties for 15 yards. We'll look at the numbers for Arcadia Loop City in the first half as they lead at 14 to nothing right after this on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. At
7: Kushock Hardware in Loop City, you will find a variety of home decor to spruce up your home. The knowledgeable staff at Kushock will assist you in all your floor covering needs and all things hardware. You will find it
14: all at Kushock Hardware and Variety. Good luck, athletes. Do you want a quality seed that has focus on being local, building relationships that last, and has proven performance that's specific to where you farm? Choose Prairie Valley. With a focus on local research in eight regions throughout their footprint, Prairie Valley has the data to back up the performance of their locally specific hybrids and varieties. specialized to achieve the highest quality and yield where you need it most. No matter where you farm, Prairie Valley has the seed for where you are. Find a local dealer and learn more about the seed for where you are at PrairieValleySeeds.com.
1: Back with more of the first half stats here on Power 99. For Arcadia Loop City, Preston Rogers, 11 carries, 93 yards, one fumble lost. Hayden Griffith, 12 carries, 54 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Quarterback Cody Marcus was sacked once. He has not even attempted to run the ball, but that sack is for negative six. And then they had two team fumbles. Uh, for a total of negative nine yards. That would be 26 rushing attempts for 132 yards for Arcadia Loop City. For Marcus, he put the ball in the air eight times, and through the first seven, he was one of seven for negative two, but then he hits the 27-yard touchdown pass to Tinchner right before halftime. Two of eight, no interceptions, the one touchdown pass. That is good for 25 yards here in the first half of play that means 158 yards of total offense eight first downs in the first half for Arcadia Loop City punted at one time it was a 20-yard line drive but it was a fumbled punt by Amherst and Arcadia Loop City Tanner Lindblom got on top of that and covered it there for Arcadia Loop City they also fumbled it on their very first play of the game Started at their own 34, and Preston Rogers broke it around the right side but got the ball punched away at the nine-yard line of Amherst. That's the only turnover. Arcadia Loop City did have a couple of big holding calls that really squelched some second-quarter drives. Four penalties for 30 yards here in the first half for Arcadia Loop City. So unofficially, the Rebels 158 yards, Amherst with 41 here in the first half. Each team with one turnover. Let's take a look at the scoring in the first half. Scoring wrap brought up by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we said, both teams went back and forth there in the first quarter, but nobody was able to put points on the board. Arcadia Loop City, after that fumble, did recover, got it back down in the red zone, but uh, were stopped on fourth down. In fact, that happened to both teams in this football game, to the Rebels, a couple of times. And into the second quarter, the first score was a one-yard Hayden Griffith run, completing a 27-yard drive after a nice punt return by Preston Rogers set that up. Kristen Tinchner added the extra point. point, seven minutes exactly to go in the second quarter, seven to nothing. And then, as we said, with 34 seconds to go, a couple of penalties put them in a bad situation, but it was fourth and ten. Arcadia Loop City had no timeouts. And a 27-yard pass down the middle of the field to the end. Christian Tinchner from Cody Marcus. And that made it 14 to nothing after Tensioner added the extra point. Amherst ran one play after that. And that took us to halftime. And our scoring wrap brought to you by Kearney Towing and Repair. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney.
17: County.
1: A little time here before we get into the second half, so let's go ahead and run down the high school Platte River Preps scoreboard, which you can follow along with at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney High had some good vibes going in, and next week, number one Bellevue West, who got beat and kind of drummed by Millard South last night, comes to Carney. Carney beat them last year in the state quarterfinals, in the upset of the year and the upset of the decade, and Carney now trails Millard West at the half, sixteen to seven. Fremont still leading Grand Island at last check, 12-7 at the half. Aurora, 15, and Omaha, Gross, 7. Second quarter, Hastings, 21, Alliance, 6. Grand Island Northwest still 7-6 over Waverly. And C1 at the half, got a dandy Adams Central, 15. Kozad, 12 at the half. Wood River, Shelton, 16. Donovan Trumbull, 6. Central City leading Boone Central, 14-7. A final from this afternoon, Minden beat Hershey 62-7. Also at the half, it is Kearney Catholic 17, Ogallala nothing, Holdridge 14, and Sydney 6. Last score we had down at Gothenburg, the Swedes were trailing St. Paul 14-0. Halftime in C2, got a nice one down the road at Gibbon, the Buffaloes leading Bridgeport 28-20. Ord, after being upset by Norfolk Catholic last week, leading undefeated Broken Bow at the half, 14-0. North Platte St. Pat's leading Granleton Central Catholic at the half, 22 to nothing. We're looking for a score update on St. Cecilia Centura, 308-646-0506. Also at the half, an 8-man, Bertrand 14, Alma nothing, Burwell 41, Ravenna 8, Highline 32, Maxwell 6. Looking for an update on Elm Creek Southern Valley as well. At the half, Lawrence Nelson leading Blue Hill 22-16 on the breeze, 94.5. Earlier today, Kennesaw beat Kiltner 68-12. And at the half, Wallace is leading Wilcox Hildreth by a score of 27-0. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on Power 99. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Amherst will move from right to left and uh, Arcadia Loop City from left to right as we get the third quarter underway. The teams have actually been out there for about two minutes but you had to wait for the official three-minute warm-up to go and we are ready to go as Arcadia Loop City ready to kick the football away. Rodgers is back. And it is bombed through the end zone by Elo. He literally is one of the best kickers around. They just need to get him used a little bit more out there. So Elo kicks it through the end zone. The Rebels will have their worst starting field position of the ball game at their own 15-yard line. And let's see what wrinkles both teams put out there. Should be an interesting one here. I think Amherst has to do a little bit more offensively than what they were doing in the first half. Arcadia Loop City might just be content To keep the ball in their running back's hands. But they are going to go with a one-back set here. And it's Rodgers out of the Wildcat. He's going to hand it off to Griffith. And he's going to bomb his way straight ahead here. To about the 18-yard line. Maybe the 19. Going to be a gain of four. And now Marcus comes back into the ball game. So, wasn't sure if something had dinged him up or not. But they just ran a little Wildcat on the first play. Second down. And six. Splitting out wide to the right is going to be Braden Scott. They're going to have twins to the right, actually. So at least some different formations here for the Rebels. Marcus takes the snap. Three-step drop. Dumps it out here in the flat. Complete to Griffith, and nobody's on him. 30-35-40 down the sideline. He'll be shoved out of bounds in Amherst territory by Elo and Trevor Klingelhofer at the 28-yard line. Nice, nice little dump-off pass there. That is a 33-yard gain, and move the sticks here for Arcadia Loop City, and they are already back in Amherst territory. As we said, most of the first half was played in Bronco territory, whether they had the offensive sticks or whether Arcadia Loop City did. So from their own 19 down to the 28 yard line of Amherst. Nice little play there. Something that they did not run in the first half. And again they'll have Preston Rogers taking the snap here. Takes a high snap. Follows Griffith right up the middle and into a pile of Amherst Broncos. He will be brought down at the 25 yard line. It's a gain of three. Again Rogers with 93 yards in the First half of play, now up to 96 after a three-yard gain. And for Arcadia Loop City, they'd really just like to put it away. Score on the final drive of the second quarter, the first drive of the third quarter, which you hear talked about so much. Here comes Leighton Dorsey checking into the ball game. Braden Scott comes over and double-checks with the old man to get the play in there, Coach Mike Scott. A little late breaking the huddle. Scott splits out wide to the left. And you've got Dorsey in the backfield now. He'll flank off to the right side. On second down and seven, Rogers is out of the game. Might have had just a mini cramp counterplay here to Griffith inside the 20. Stiff arm, it'll be shoved out of bounds by Klingelhofer. Right at the 19-yard line. That's going to be enough for the first down. Lost the shoe, put it right back on. Nice carry by Griffith. Tenth first down here unofficially. Moved the ball down to the 17-yard line. Again, a perfect night for football. Nice crowd on hand. Amherst, though, one of the stories, if you're just joining us, they've got six players out tonight for a variety of reasons. Some of them have been out since the beginning of the season, some of them just this week. First and ten, Marcus takes the snap. Griffith again and down low to make the tackle at the 17-yard line. Good form tackle there by Amherst. And that's going to be Graham off the bottom of the pile. Going to be a gain of a half a yard. Officially one yard there for Griffith. So they're just trying to keep a little power going here as we thought maybe they would. Sanging down nine. Up 14-0, opening possession of the third quarter here for Arcadia Loop City. Marcus with the ball on the near hash, takes the snap, wants to throw, rolls to his left under pressure, just tosses it out here incomplete. He was trying to get it into the flat to Vince Urich, covered there by Nolan Elo. Good pressure being put on by Brody Bogard. And that will bring up third down and nine. So Marcus hit two passes, the last of the second, the first of the third for 60 yards. But outside of that, it has been very, very quiet. And again, two down situations. So let's see if they keep it on the ground again. They've went to Griffith a few times in these third and long situations. Hammers needs a stop here. Already down 14-0, nine and a half to go, third quarter. Rogers back in the backfield to the left of his quarterback, Marcus. He'll take the snap, give it to Scott. Big hole off the left side. He gets to the 10. He turns the corner, steps out of a tackle at the 5, dives for the pylon, and he is into the end zone. Touchdown, Arcadia Loop City. They want to get to the edge. Coach was talking about it. Rodgers is cramped up again. He is doing the stroll back to the sideline, but he is not 100% right now. And his teammate, Braden Scott, is kind of sauntering alongside him so it doesn't look like he is in... A lot of extra pain and something that they'll have to take a look at here. But a 17-yard run makes it 20 to nothing. Tensioner now comes in to attempt the extra point. Snap is down, the kick is away, and it is up and good. So, a 60, six, 64-yard drive to start the second half and our Five Points Bank touchdown. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. A 17-yard run by Preston Rogers. 9.24 to go, third quarter. Arcadia Loop City, 20 They called the kick no good. Looks like they called the kick no good. 20 to nothing in favor of Arcadia Loop City as they lead Amherst.
0: Moshka's Building Center in Arcadia proudly supports all area athletes. Their friendly staff is always ready to help with all your building materials, including our in-house kitchen and bath designer. Moshka's Building Center, everything you need to build your house from the ground up.
1: As we are back here in the Carnitonian Repair broadcast booth, bringing you tonight's high school football action. Tensioner ready to kick it away, and they did. just they just didn't put the point on the board. I thought he made that extra point, and he did. So it is 21-0 as Tensioner boots it away. Again, high and short enough that it's going to be returnable, taken at the 2-yard line, up to the 5, the 10, 15, and a late penalty flag comes in as the tackle is made at the 17-yard line. McGee on the return. And let's see what our back judge has to say here. He tossed that from a long way away. And they're going to go with a clip. So half the distance to the goal, and that'll move them back to about the eight-yard line. First major penalty of the football game on the Broncos. So Amherst gets it for the first time. There's a lot of time left in this game, but offensive adjustments. What will they do as Coach Klingelhofer told us in the pregame they had about three guys battling for that starting quarterback position, and Taj Hadwiger was one of them. He got hurt before the season started, and we just haven't seen him take a shot downfield, and they line up in that power eye formation again. And they'll turn and hand it off to the I back, and McGee crashes forward to about the ten-yard line. Gonna get a couple. So nothing spectacular on that. Again, just 41 total yards of offense in the first half for the Broncos. They had that bend but don't break defense against Arcadia Loop City. But that 7-0 game has quickly flipped to 21-0 after Arcadia Loop City scored in the final minute of the first and on the opening drive here of the third. Hard count, movement. And this might be on the offensive side here. Right guard might have moved here for Amherst. Let's see what the officials say. Both side judges threw it. Sometimes they see it differently, and it's going to be offside on Arcadia Loop City. So that's the second time that Amherst quarterback Brayton Bandle has been able to get him on a hard count. 21-0 Arcadia Loop City. At the end of all of our broadcasts, we bring you the New West Postgame show. We'll have all the final stats and Wrap things up for you, but a lot of football to go here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Riverdale, Ashton, and they'll turn and hand it off again. New running back in the ball game off the right side. It looks like Stokebrand might have come in, and he just follows the pile and gets enough for the first down. And again, a little slow to get off the bottom of the pile. That is Owen Stokebrand with his first carry of the ball game, and it's good enough for just the second first down of the ball game. Five-yard carry. Now they try to get it to the outside, a little room across the 20, out to the 23-yard line. It's McGee again, and he's going to pick up about five, maybe six yards, and that's more than they were getting in the first half. You know, officially call it a gain six here for McGee. So one first down the entire first half. And now you have got a chance to see a first down on their opening drive of the third quarter. Back to pass is going to be Bandel in the pocket. Decides to take it and eat it. He's going to be sacked at the 20-yard line. He really reared back to throw it, and then he said, oh, I better not. And he is going to be sacked by Arcadia Loop City's Justin Lewick. Lewick's been playing really well, and if you... Looked at the program. They've got him as 82 and 63. He is wearing 63 tonight. That'll be the first sack of the ball game for the Arcadia Loop City defense. Going to be a loss of about four yards on the play. And that's why Randall has negative yards rushing. He does not run the football. It's all because he gets dropped behind the line of scrimmage. And now on third and nine, trips to the right side. Single Elo to the left, rolling to the right. Bandle under pressure, throws over the middle of the field, and it's just underneath. Of Trevor Klingelhoffer, that was a pressure incompletion. Urich was in the backfield, and also back there chasing him down was Hayden Griffith. But another un- incomplete pass here, three of ten now in the f- ball game for Amherst, and that's going to bring up a punting situation. We'll check out our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard here in just a moment. Since we had all those runs, most of our game is ahead of everybody else. Elo to punt. Rogers late to get back there and he's going to boom one. That's not even Rogers. He's cramped up. So Leighton Dorsey had to come in and he'll just let it go and the ball will die at the 20 yard line. So 20 to 20. That's a 40 yard punt on the fifth punt of the ball game here for Elo. So something to keep an eye on here is the cramping issues for both teams. Which In your head, you're going, how's that possible? This is the coolest night so far of the first four, but we are seeing some cramping up. Rodgers is over on the sideline trying to get loose. Stoke Brand and others over on the Amherst sideline trying to get loose. So Rodgers will be out of the football game, at least for this first offensive snap here on the second possession of the second half for Arcadia Loop City, now leading it 21 to nothing. Marcus... In the backfield, Leighton Dorsey, the backup, running back. And we're going to get another false start here. Our referee has had to toss that flag a few times. Illegal procedure going to be called on the Rebels. That'll be their sixth penalty of the ball game. Grant Island has taken the 14-12 lead over Fremont at the half. Again, Millard West leading Carney 16-7. All of our Class B scores are at the half. Waverly 27, Northwest 20, Hastings 28, Alliance 6, Crete 28, Lexington 21, and Aurora 15. Gross seven, In C one. They're all at the half. Boone Central has taken a twenty-one fourteen lead over Central City. Carney Catholic leading Holdridge or Ogallala seventeen to nothing. Holdridge leading Sydney fourteen to six. All right, first and fifteen now at their own fifteen yard line. Marcus. Squats low, it's going to be a direct snap to Griffith around the right side, trying to chase him down from behind. Ooh, breaks a tackle, does a great job to pick up some positive yardage as he bounced off of Klingelhoffer that time, who was going to get him for no gain. But Hayden Griffith said, no, I'm going to pick something up and erases the penalty yardage. That's a five-yard gain for Griffith, and that'll bring up second down and 10 right back to the 20-yard line. Elsewhere, St. Paul leading Gothenburg at the half, 28 to nothing. Wood River Shelton over Donovan Trouble 16-6 this afternoon. Minden beat Hershey, 62-7. Third quarter, Ord leading Broken Bow, 14-0. At the half, Bridgeport trailing Gibbon, 28-20 Gibbon. St. Pat's leading Central Catholic, 22-0. Still looking for a St. Cecilia Centura score. Snap to Marcus on second and 10. Fly pattern down the right side. He's looking for his wide receiver in Scott. It's no, and they are going to throw a flag for pass interference. Wow, good pass. Looked like good defense. Elo just puts his hand out and go. Wow, it would have been third and ten. There wasn't much there, folks. I'd have to say the Rebels caught a break. And that is the call interference here on Amherst. March off a fifteen yard penalty. And scratched out another first down here. So instead of third and ten, it's first and ten for the Rebels at their own 35-yard line. See if they can take advantage of the penalty. Amherst needs to force something here defensively. Their offense got a little something going on the first possession, but each team with one turnover. And Marcus really doesn't have to throw the ball the way they're moving it. He will though. A quick little out here is going to be complete at midfield. Again of five to Braden Scott. Just enough to keep Amherst honest right now. Second out and five. And he did not get out of bounds, so the clock continues to run. 620 to go here. Third quarter of play. Again, next week, it's a Thursday game for Arcadia Loop City. They just travel down the road, to take on their rival Ravenna. And they could be undefeated when they have Burwell come down. For Amherst, this is the beginning of a great run. And Selma Myrna and Exeter Milligan come in the next two weeks. Both of those teams, just like Arcadia Loop City, 3-0 and entering the night. Second and five, Griffith up the middle. He is met by a trio of Amherst Broncos after getting two. Graham was in there. Brody Bogard, Cale Tobenheim. It'll be third down and three. 73 yards so far for Hayden Griffith. He's got five carries here in the third quarter for 19 yards. Rogers still over on the sideline, doing a little mini sprinting, trying to get loose. He's got some tightness in the calves. So a third down and three situation here. Only one punt in the ball game for Arcadia Loop City. Can Amherst get a stop? They will send Scott out wide to the left. Now give him some cushion. Hand off right side. Looking for Dorsey. He's got the first down as he turns the corner. Inside the 35, they'll pop him out at the 31-yard line. That is a gain of seven for Leighton Dorsey. So he has come in while Rodgers is on the sideline here. And moved the sticks again for Arcadia Loop City. Some speed there on the corner for Dorsey. Marked the ball. Just short of the 30-yard line. 21-0 Rebels. Amherst has not beaten Arcadia Loop City here in the last three years. Trying to get them here tonight. As we said, they played twice last year. The regular season game, close. The playoff game really got out of control. Ended up 70-23. to Tryon Calarose was huge last year for Arcadia Loop City. First down and 10 at the 30. Marcus back to pass. Trying to set up a middle screen. He overthrows Griffith. Then he really overthrew Griffith. Almost hit one of his blocking backs five yards up the field. So the ball falls incomplete, and that will bring up second down and ten. A couple other scores. Highline leading Maxwell at the half, 32-6. Burwell was up on Ravenna by a score of 41-8 as those games start to move now into the second half. Bertrand leading Alma 14-0 at the half. Pleasanton leading Ansley Litchfield at the half, 26-20. Lawrence Nelson over Blue Hill at the half, 22-16. Loomis leading Overton at the half, 26-0. Looking for an update on Axtell Medicine Valley, 308-646-0506. Second down and 10 here for the Rebels at Amherst 30-yard line. Marcus again dropping back, looking for the screen. Complete to Rogers, and he is sandwiched. Behind the line of scrimmage, again, all over it is going to be Graham, and they're going to lose about four or three yards. Let's see where they say the motion took him. Loss of about three. It'll be third down and 13. That's the second time that's happened tonight. A completed pass for negative yards here, and they haven't usually looked for Rodgers, but Jacob Graham right on top of that one. 4.35 4.35 and counting to go in the third quarter. And Arcadia Loop City is going to use a timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need is Specializing in you. The Rebels leading at home against Amherst by a score of 21 to nothing. And in Amherst territory once again. We'll be back with more high school football right after this on PlatteRiverPreps.com and Power 99.
0: Ken's Equipment in Loop City is committed to providing the best customer service around. Stop by Ken's Equipment at 1110 O Street. You'll be glad you did. Or online at Ken'sEquipmentInc.com. Ken's Equipment is a proud supporter of this broadcast and wishes all the athletes good luck.
9: Sampson Construction in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes. Sampson Construction has served as a trusted partner with business owners, developers, and communities across Nebraska. Sampson Construction, experience, innovation, and commitment. Good luck, athletes.
7: Based in Arcadia with locations across the greatest part of Nebraska, Trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student-athletes and wishes them luck on and off the field, court, and in the classroom.
10: Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter. Doug
1: Duda back with you here in the Carnie Towing and Repair broadcast booth. Arcadia Loop City on third down and long. Throws it out here over the head of Braden Scott. Just not connecting like we usually see them do. And that will bring up fourth down. They hit Tensioner for the touchdown in the final minute of quarter number two. And that's the only time they have looked for him. And you've got great receivers when Rodgers can be out there, when you've got Scott out there. And so fourth down at the 32, 32 and a half yard line. And it looks like they're just going to go ahead and punt it here with Braden Scott. Get some offensive line adjustments. Amherst will stand at the five-yard line with McGee. A low-line drive punt right in the back of his own man. And that's going to be a punt of about six yards. And there is a penalty flag. And that might be because it hit his own man. Let's find out. The referee threw the flag again. Oh, They're going to call running into the kicker
13: on Amherst.
1: So they will get away and get to punt it again. So a little bit of a break, and now maybe they'll just go for it because that moves it inside the 30. He just took one step and kind of punched it. It was hard for any of the Amherst kids to get there that quick, so that shows you they got a little bit of speed. So another penalty. Another penalty for five yards here that'll make it fourth and about seven yards to go seven and a half and I think Arcadia Loop City yeah why wouldn't you go for it now so out over the football the center Cameron Russell got his guards and Cusick and Lewick two wideouts Griffith in the backfield Marcus steps up in the pocket throws it down the right sideline wide open again is Tinchner and he's into the end zone touchdown they've went to him twice wide open twice touchdown twice so the penalty turns straight into points on a 27 yard completion and now Arcadia Loop City has scored on three consecutive possessions to take this up to a 27 0 nothing ball game it looked like it was going to be 7 nothing at the half and now Tischner comes out to add the extra point, our five points bank touchdown with 4.18 to go in the third quarter, snap Put down, the kick is away, and once again, the kick is good. That five points bank touchdown, a 27 yard completion, the exact same completion as they had of the third quarter, and your score. As Marcus hits Tensioner, 28-0. The Rebels of Arcadia Loop City on top of Amherst. The Broncos get the ball. When we...
15: South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup. Up repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts and turbochargers. Or call them at one 800 228 8482 to put them to work for you.
0: This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064.
1: Tensioner ready to kick it off here again for Arcadia Loop City. After catching his second touchdown, he's going to pound this one a little deeper, and the ball bounces off the shoulder pads of the return man, Ian Hughes, and goes into the end zone, so Amherst. Will start at their own 15-yard line. Cody Marcus, with his second touchdown pass to Tinchner, makes it 28 to nothing. 4:17 to go here in the third quarter of play. And again, the second time on fourth down that they have went to Christian and converted. So Amherst now goes out of the pistol, and we've got flags again. And, man, that's got to be frustrating over on the sideline for Amherst. They've kept it together in those first three games despite having all these injuries. And now almost any time they get out of the power eye, you're getting movement and an illegal motion penalty. That is the fourth penalty of this quarter. Six total flags already here in the third quarter after it was really quiet early on. First down and 15. As Bandle in the shotgun, goes through his hands, has time, picks it up, steps up. Oh, and he's hit by the last man. He would have had all kinds of room to run as he stepped between two defenders, but he is then sacked by Cameron Russell all the way back at the goal line. In fact, he's lucky it wasn't a safety. He got out to the one, and that is going to be a loss of 14 yards on the play. Not the way they wanted to go here. So it'll be second down and 24 yards to go with their own one. Back to the eye. Got to play it safe. And just a massive humanity off right guard for a gain of a yard out to the two-yard line. Well, McGee carrying the football. 21 yards. We haven't seen Hollander. I'm not sure if he is injured and added to the list or not, but he has not been playing in this football game tonight and you look at all the Amherst kids that are on crutches or injured on the sideline you got another one over there tonight and that is Hollander so that's why he's not playing and they'll just bring it up to about the five yard line so Hollander was injured earlier in the ball game and is setting over on the sideline, and they hand it off here to Stokebrand. Stokebrand brings it out to the five-yard line. That'll be a gain of four, but it does bring up fourth down and 20. So didn't exactly see when he went out, but Hollander now standing over on the sideline in uniform, and he's on crutches. He is the seventh Amherst Bronco scratched tonight. Elo to punt it, a little high pressure. He hustled it out of there. It's a high short kick, It does get a Bronco roll, though, as Dorsey can't field that ball. It gets just into Rebel territory at the 37-yard line. So that ends up being a 38-yard punt, even with some pressure bearing down on him. Now you're just in a rare situation. This was a close football game. Arcadia Loop City sticks one in. We're going to get a running clock. And we are still in the third quarter with 2.20 to go. They have punched it in. On their last three drives to end the second quarter when it was 7 nothing, and their first two drives here, a 17-yard run by Rodgers, who is still on the sideline working through those cramps, trying to drink water and get back into the ball game, but maybe now with a comfortable lead, that may be just where he stays. So we have the 17-yard run and then the second 27-yard pass from Marcus to on fourth down. They give it to Griffith off the left side. He puts his hand in the dirt. He keeps going inside the Amherst-Bronco territory to the 35-yard line. That's going to be a gain of eight yards on the play. Second down and two. Two minutes to go here in the third. 28-0 Arcadia Loop City on top. And it's just kind of been a... Yeoman's type of ball game. Staying in there, doing what you're supposed to do. Yes, we each had a turnover on each team in the first half. it out in two out of the pistol. They put Griffith behind him, just hand it to him off the left side. They're wearing Amherst down. Stiff arm as he gets inside the 25, and it will be pushed out of bounds at the 24-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 10 more for Griffith and another first down. So Griffith and Rodgers might both get over 100 yards tonight. Rolling into the ball game here for the Rebels will be Parker Slobacheski on the line. But we have a penalty flag. And that pushes it all the way back here to the 40. So wipe it out on the holding penalty. And it will be second down and eight yards to go. Ball now marked squarely at midfield. Marcus just out of the pistol. A little different formation with one running back and extra blocking bat. They're just going to keep giving it to Griffith. Big hole off the right side. McGee ankle tackles him right near the first down marker. 35 jumps forward. And now we've got another injury for Amherst as Trevor Klingelhofer comes up grabbing his calf. Maybe even his hamstring here. And he'll hustle over to the sideline and then go down but griffith does pick up the 8 yards that they need and there is the first down our injury report brought to you by family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life with a location near you so an even game in the first half and now arcadia loop city has taken over first down and 10 last minute of the third quarter Marcus is going to keep it for the first time. He'll run into the hands of McGee. His leg's still turning. Takes McGee with him for a ride of about three yards and gets to about the 27-yard line, a gain of five. That'll be the first carry of the ball game for Cody Marcus, and it could very well be the last play here of the third quarter if Arcadia Loop City wants it to be, and I wouldn't know why not with all the cramping going on here. They break the huddle with 10 seconds, and I think Coach Scott yelled at him here and says just, let the clock run out, boys. They are lining up real quickly, though. Let's see if they get it off. Second down and four, they do. Hand it to Griffith again, starts left, back to the right. He's going to get inside the 25, and looks like he might be a yard short at about the 23-yard line. So again, a gain of three, and that will bring us to the end of the third quarter of play. Two scores on their two drives, and they've got it again. Arcadia Loop City, twenty-eight. And Amherst Nothing, you're listening to Friday Night Football here on Power 99.
4: Farming is a way of life here, and today's farmer has a feel for the land, and now more than ever, it's nice to know there's an easy way to take some of the emotion and worry out of the grain marketing. With the CHS Pro Advantage contract available from CHS Holdridge, you can turn the responsibility for pricing some of your bushels over to the experienced training professionals. It's a great way to diversify your marketing and reduce your stress. Offering a full service cooperative, creating connections to empower agriculture. Contact chsholdridge.com and ask about CHS Pro Advantage.
1: Third and one, Cody Marcus is going to keep it himself around the left side. And as he's waiting for extra yardage, it's going to be ripped out of his hands. And a fumble, Cale Tobenheim, as they stood him up, grabs the football. And a turnover here for the Rebels. Amherst will take it over at the 20-yard line. So the first play from scrimmage in the fourth quarter, Tobenheim with the fumble recovery at the Amherst 20-yard line. Marcus got the first down but lost it. So let's see what Amherst can do here on first down and 10. Toss sweep, McGee has a blocker. Graham gets to the outside, gets about four there as he follows Jacob Graham from the 20 up to the 24-yard line. Amherst would love to get on the board here. They have, again, overcome so much, but they didn't have Sam Hollander down at Cambridge. They have only had him for a couple of plays in the first quarter. And that he's standing on crutches over there is not a good sign either. So it'll be second down and six. 28-0 Arcadia Loop City first minute here of the fourth quarter. Rebels turn it over on the first snap of the fourth. Under center is the quarterback, Brayton Bandle. He's going to go handoff right side and a gain of one, two. Oh, still got his legs going. McGee, they didn't blow the play dead. And he turned forward for a couple more as he'll get, and we got a penalty flag. Made it out to about the 28. He would be just short of the first down, maybe the 29. Let's see what our official says. Was there a face mask possibly in there? Usually when the side judge throws the flag later on in the play, that would be one of the things you'd be looking at. And now they call illegal procedure. They say that that flag was down early, so. Might have had somebody not lined up properly. And it's going to be a five-yard penalty. And that is now the 8th of the ball game. It'll so it will be 2nd down and 11 now. With 10.50 to go here in quarter number 4. When we're done with the new West Post game show, we'll run down some more scores for you here in a moment. The Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show tonight, 10 o'clock here on Power 99. So 2nd down and 11. Out of the I formation. They'll hand it off over the left side. Everybody's student body left. And got a couple back out to the 21-yard line. Hard running here for McGee. He's trying to follow Graham. And it'll be third down and eight yards to go. Some fourth quarter scores. St. Paul leading Gothenburg 28-0. Holdridge still leading Sydney 14-6. Millard West is pouring it on Kearney. Millard West 30, Carney 7 in the third quarter. Also in the third, Crete leading Lexington 28-21 in the fourth. It's Aurora 15, Omaha Gross 13. More in a moment. Third down and eight coming up for Amherst. A little confusion on how they want to get things set here, and they will blow the whistle and have to call the timeout. So they'll have two remaining. The timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Arcadia Loop City putting the ball game away here in the second half. Ten minutes to go, 9.57 officially, 28 to nothing. The Rebels on top.
18: Online at DowneyDrilling.com.
8: There are so many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service, fresh meats, and produce. Joe's Market in Loop City is proud to support the area athletes.
1: Out of the timeout now. Third down. And eight yards to go here for the Broncos, trailing 28 to nothing and back to pass. Mandel throws it out here in the flat. His wide receiver stumbled going into his break and it's incomplete trying to get it to Carter Riesland. And that'll bring up fourth down and another punting situation here again for Amherst tonight. They are now three of 11 for 17 yards. Had one completion of 11 yards and that was on second and long so it still didn't get them a first down. They've been held to just two total first downs in this ball game. The star has been Nolan Elo. He's played great defense, but he's also punted the ball well. This will be his seventh time. He's averaging just under 40 yards a punt. Good snap, four-man rush, and he skies that one. This one's going to bounce on the ground. It almost hit Graham. He couldn't locate it. It just kind of dies at the 25-yard line. So that time, just a 33-yard punt, but there was no return and Arcadia Loop City will take over here. With 9.43 to go in the ballgame, they're up by a score of 28 to nothing. Going back to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard that you can follow along with us at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Take a look at some of our other eight-man action. And we, while this is going on, we are going to have a timeout here called by Arcadia Loop City maybe to get some more folks into the ballgame. Your scores in the fourth quarter. It is Burwell 54, Ravenna 8. Southern Valley has defeated Elm Creek 28 to 14. We need an update on Cambridge Arapahoe and Anselm Myrna Ainsworth, 308-646-0506. In D2 this afternoon, Kennesaw beat Giltner 68-12 in the fourth quarter. Loomis is shutting out Overton 32 to nothing. In the third quarter, we got a great one right now for you on the breeze. 94.5, Blue Hill has come back to tie Lawrence Nelson 30 apiece. Could use an update on Pleasanton-Ansley-Litchfield. That's a close one as they play in the third quarter. Uh, Franklin got a win today via forfeit over Elba. Not sure what happened there. Elba actually won a game earlier this season. Also looking for an update on Silver Lake Southwest. And a final, Wallace takes out Wilcox-Hildreth by a score of 49 to six, So those are some other scores that we have for you right now from across the way. Kozad leading Adams Central. They've taken the lead of the third quarter, 18-15 in a top 10 battle going on in Hastings. And that is on ESPN, 1550 AM and 92.1 FM. All right, we're ready to get back to action here. The Rebels have it first down and 10 at their own 25. Marcus wants to throw out here in the flat. It is complete at the 30 to Tinchner at the 35 to the 37. That is a first down. Three passes to Christian Tinchner, three completions. That's the first one that didn't end up in the end zone. That's going to be 12 more. And unofficially, the 16th first down of the evening here for Arcadia Loop City. Again, they've got Ravenna Thursday night. Then they get an extra day of practice for number one Burwell the following week when they come back home. Of course, some of the games here in Loop City, some played at Arcadia. Both really nice facilities. For Amherst, as we said, they're back home the next two weeks. They get Anselmo Myrna next week. First and 10 at their own 37-yard line. And Rodgers is back in, takes the rec snap, comes around the end. He's going to get to the 35 and be shoved out of bounds near the first down marker at the 33. It's going to be a gain of nine on the play. So nice to see Rodgers back in the game. Only three carries for him in the second half, but he does have 14 carries for 122 yards, and he had a touchdown, a 17-yard run on the opening possession of the third quarter. Ran out of bounds, 9.03 to go sure that's one thing coach wants to tell him is stay inbounds we've got a safe lead let's keep that clock moving or we score again and you let some of the other kids get in the ball game as we approach the top of the hour and again rogers the quarterback turns hands it off to griffith straight up the middle crashes inside the 30 to the 28 yard line needed one got about four and another first down here for arcadia loop city we are here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth bringing you tonight's Central Nebraska Friday Night Football. And Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy duty towing to from heavy duty towing. He's fighting for extra yards. He stays in and has another first down at the 19 yard line. At least it would appear he has the first down. Let's see where the mark is. It's the
16: first
1: down. And it is enough to move the sticks again. Ten more for Preston Rogers. So, Coach Scott now running plays in there with the big man, Chase Lewandowski. That's not fair, coach. Linemen aren't supposed to come over and get the plays. <laughs> Big 9-3 coming back in there as the line. Titchener will be to his right side as the end. And the ball now spotted at the 19-yard line. It's still Rogers taking the snap with Griffith, the only man behind him. Six men to block. He'll keep it himself. Rogers trying to turn the corner. Gets to the 15, makes a man miss. He'll be tackled out of bounds at the 11-yard line. Once again, it's Carter Riesland. A gain of nine, maybe eight on the play, we'll say. It'll be second down and two. So nothing fancy, keeping it basic here. And again, if the Rebels score and make the extra point, we would be at the 35-point mark. This was a 7-0 game with a minute to go Two four in the second quarter. Two fourth-down touchdown passes in this contest. The second one was kept alive after a punt. They punted it on fourth down, punted it right into their own lineman. but they called Amherst for running into the kicker, so then they went for it and got the touchdown. Rodgers to Griffith. Griffith breaks a tackle at the 10. Five, runs through two defenders and gets into the end zone. They've worn down Amherst. An 11-yard touchdown run for Hayden Griffith. And he is the next Arcadia Loop City Rebel to score here tonight with 7.32 remaining in the ball game. And that will put him over 100 yards, unofficially 109 yards on the night, and here comes Christian Tensioner to try the extra point. Our five points bank touchdown brought to you by five points bank, the better bank, an 11-yard run by Hayden Griffith. They set up for the extra point. The snap low, and they still try to kick it. Nobody rushed, and now Tensioner just takes it out of his holder's hands, runs towards the corner, he dives, and he's not in. <laughs> he's not in. And so... There will be no running clock as it stays 34 to nothing with 7.32 to go in a ball game, and that'll give some more guys a chance to get into the contest. You're listening to Friday Night Football here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At
7: Kushock Hardware in Loop City, you will find a variety of home decor to spruce up your home. The knowledgeable staff at Kushock will assist you in all your floor covering needs and all things hardware. You will find it all at Kushock Hardware and Variety. Good luck, athletes. It's...
14: Citizens Bank, recognizing the importance of savings no matter what your goal is. Citizens Bank has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul and Central City is a proud supporter of all the area high school athletes.
12: Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trade technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest Traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Marian Trampy, your channel Seed
13: dealer. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair, no matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair.
1: As Amherst brings it across the 10 and out to the 15-yard line with 7:27 remaining in the football game, 34 to nothing, Amherst with the lead just trying to find a way to get some points on the board now because of a couple of errant snaps and a sack they are close to zero yards here total in the second half let's see if Amherst can find a way it's amazing because even in this series there's been a lot of points put up on the board but it took a while to get it going tonight so they want to throw. Amherst will throw it out here in the flat. McGee tries to haul it in with one hand, and it will not work. As, again, Brayton Bandel was under some pressure. Applying that pressure right up the middle of the football field was Peyton Geralts. So it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go. 34 nothing. Amherst will have two men split out wide to the left side. Man in motion, Elo. Fake the jet sweep. Pressure from behind. Quarterback Brayton Bandle will have to keep it. I think maybe we had a little confusion on the play call there in a broken play. He is able to at least get back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe be generous and give him a half a yard. And that will bring up third down. About nine and a half yards to go. Seven minutes and counting. 34-0. Griffith has an 11-yard run. Rogers has a 17-yard run. Earlier in the game, Hayden took it in from one yard out. And then two 27-yard touchdown passes from Marcus to Tinchner. And Amherst isn't going to get this play off. They still haven't broken the huddle. So we're going to get a timeout called here. And you can see some dejection right now on that Amherst eight that are on the field. It's not been their night. Arcadia Loop City grinding it out. This time out brought to you by ENT Physicians
0: of Kearney. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children. Providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blake, or Dr. Johnson at Carney ENT and see why experience matters to us specializing in you.
14: Time. It's the eternal measure for growers everywhere, influencing the ebbs and flows of every season. Through it all, Nutrient Ag Solutions stands with you, offering agronomic power, local expertise, and access to solutions to help you lead the field. Because the time to act is right now. Find your local crop consultant at NutrientAgSolutions.com.
1: And out of the Amherst Bronco timeout, they will have one remaining here. They face a third down and 10 yards to go. Handed off on the right side, and nothing doing. Out to the 20-yard line is McGee. He gets to about the 21. He'll be tackled there by Justin Lewick. A gain of a couple, and another punt coming up here for Amherst. And you got to feel for them. A lot of why they're struggling offensively is because their playmakers are all injured on the sideline. The line's doing a good job. Arcadia Loop City, though, up to the task. I mean, the Rebels are ranked number 8th in the state for a reason. They're a perfect 4-0 after tonight. And will be favored against their rivals from Ravenna next week, which most likely is going to set up a battle of unbeatens with them and Burwell in a couple of weeks. Elo averaging about 37 yards per punt. Low snap, but he's got it. Boots it away. Little spiral. Drives Dorsey back to the 20. Bounces, picks it up at the fourteen. Dorsey to the 15, and then he's upended at the 19-yard line. So another great punt that time. How about 46 yards on the kick? And a return of about 5 up to the 19-yard line. So first down and 10 here for Arcadia Loop City. They lead it 34 to nothing with 5.36 remaining in the contest. And it doesn't look like we're going to see really any new guys come into the ball game here. For Arcadia Loop City. Tristan Robertson's back in there, but Marcus and Rogers and Griffith, they're all in there. First and 10 at their own 19 yard line. Well, Marcus isn't. It's going to be Rogers taking the snap. Go with the extra blocker on the line. He'll turn, hand it to Griffith, up the middle, gets to the 20, grinds the legs out to the 25 yard line. They know what's coming, but it's hard to stop them. They've been on defense a lot in this ball game. The tackle made by Carter Riesland. Tobinheim, who had a nice fumble strip earlier in the game, was also in there. Griffith's going to get a gain of six on the play. It'll be second down and a long four. Ball spotted at the 25. First down just short of the 30. And they're starting to use a little bit of extra clock now as they walk up to the line of scrimmage. Five minutes. Roger's going to keep it himself on the hand fake handoff around the right side, and he'll dive for the pylon, or at least the first down marker. And he's got it across the 30 to the 32. So a nice carry of about seven yards on the play. Graham in there on the tackle. 20 first downs. And the only real passing yardage of the ball game is to Tinchner. Three receptions. For 66 yards, 440 remaining in the contest. Get a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports. Paul Henry, Josh Ashey here at Arcadia Loop City, in Loop City for their hospitality and helping us to our vantage point here tonight. Now back with the full house backfield, Marcus Pitch play to the outside, Rodgers tries to cut back to stay inbounds, and he's going to be shoved out at the 36-yard line by a host of white and red jerseys. There were four Broncos over there. Again, you had Graham and Riesland, and Rodgers is going to pick up four. We'll call it second down and six. 149 yards unofficially in the ball game for Preston Rodgers. Hayden Griffith with 115 they did pick up some passing yards here in the second half. About 70 of that. So 95 yards approximately. Just a quick count here through the air. Second out in six. Rebels at their own 36-yard line. Sneaking more guys up in the box. They'll turn and hand it off again. Looking for some running room. Griffith, nothing left. Now he breaks a tackle to the right. and He's off to the races. 35-30, 25. Elo's got to try and stop him. Breaks another tackle at the 15. He's inside the 10. And McGee will finally bring him down at the 8-yard line. That is a penalty flag midway down the field. If it stands, it would be a 36-yard run. The flag... Is personal foul, blindside block on Arcadia Loop City. This is an interesting one. So the flag is laying at the 27, 13 and 4. So that's 17 yards. And the penalty is 15 yards. So they'll mark it back to the 39. It's actually a gain of 3 and then a 15-yard penalty. On the play. It's one of those that they never used to have. But it is a safety issue. And those are usually the ones the officials don't miss. They've got to be pretty obvious. What's a blindside block? It's a crackback when nobody's watching. One of the more famous ones would be the Kenny Bell block in the Big Ten championship game. That actually was legal. But that's kind of what it looks like. Second down and three after that penalty. And they'll snap it to Marcus. Wants to throw down the middle of the football field. And wide open into the end zone is Urich. Three times they've went down the seam. Three times they've scored touchdowns. That's a 41-yard touchdown strike the third of the night for Cody Marcus. And that'll make it 40 to nothing with exactly four minutes to go in this ball game. Tensioner will come in and try the extra point. He is four for four. Last time they had a bad snap, so he couldn't get the kick away. Our five points bank touchdown brought to you by five points bank, the better bank in Carney. The kick is up. It hits the crossbar and crawls across. So with four minutes to go in the game, Arcadia Loop City, who was up seven to nothing with a minute to go in the second quarter, now leads at 41 nothing. Here on power 99 and Plat
7: I see.
1: And welcome back to Loop City for more high school football here on Power 99. As Tinchner gets ready to boot it away one more time, Amherst waiting at their five. This boot will actually back him up a couple of yards, taken by McGee at the four, five, ten, fifteen. 15, runs between a couple of would-be tacklers at the 20 and is tripped up at the 22-yard line. Among those is Jackson Cusick that is out there, and Amherst. Their situation is they don't have a lot of backups to bring in there to begin with, so they're going to stick with a majority of their starters. Arcadia Loop City rotating some guys in. Cole Russell running out there to pick up the tee. And it'll be first and 10 at their own 21-yard line. Just wore Amherst down. The depth crushed. They came in with five starters out, two more. Went out in the ball game. They're still battling, but they just don't have any offense tonight. And on first down and 10, Brayton Bandle will just turn, hand it off to McGee. McGee gets five, six as he comes across the 26-yard line, and he'll be upended there by Parker Slobacheski. Second down. We'll call it four yards to go after the gain by McGee of six yards. When we're done, the new S-Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Let's give you some score updates as well here in just a moment. A couple of close ones, a couple of surprises going on out there, including Carney High just getting routed tonight by Millard West, 37-7. Second and four. Battle, pitch play, McGee left side, tries to follow Graham. Graham tried to block, and he slipped as he went to cut back, and it doesn't matter. He's got enough for the first down. Might have been a Big play. But enough for a first down there as they'll move it from the 27 out to the 33. That's a six-yard gain. Starting to rotate a few new faces in there. Here comes Luke Heil checking into the ball game for Loop City as a lineman. Also in there, Logan Carlson is the left defensive end. First down and 10 at their own 33-yard line, Amherst. Bandle, eye formation, hands it to the eye back. McGee, no, it's Hughes this time, and Hughes will be dropped down from behind by Connor Slovicheski, just short of midfield. That's going to be another nice gain of five yards on the play. It'll be second down and five. Hughes has been in there a couple of times in the game. Now he runs off the field. Second down and a long fourth, their own 39. Pitch play, Stokebrand is in there for his third carry. Follows the block, has room, 35-30. Down the left sideline, 25, and it'll be brought down just short of the 20-yard line. That probably is the biggest offensive play of the game for Amherst. A gain of 19 yards for Stokebrand, and that is only, according to my numbers, the third first down of the evening Here for the Broncos, and they want to hustle up. There's only 90 seconds to go. They want to put one on the board here. Brayton Bandle under center. First and 10. They'll mark it at the 23. Toss sweep right side, looking for some room. Hughes gets to the 20, and he'll be shoved out of bounds at around the 18-yard line. Over there on the tackle is Parker Slobaczewski. Both Parker and Connor are in there. And we've got four in and four out. Hughes is going to pick up about six more. It'll be second down and four. Got out of bounds, but they are not stopping the clock because it is 41 to nothing, so there's one minute to go. Confusion here, Amherst trying to run a player on the field late. Now the quarterback is Kyler Jones. Jones whistles and a false start with all the new kids trying to run in there. Tucker Stubbs runs in. That will be the ninth penalty of the ball game on Amherst. A total of 58 yards, really none of them are major. So some new kids in there, 45 seconds to go. Kyler Jones, the freshman quarterback, takes the snap. He'll hand it to the second man, Stokebrand. He'll be just a couple inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. Gain of four, 32 yards on four carries. Amherst does have one timeout, but electing not to use it here. Third down and six at the Rebel 18-yard line. Riley Fisher also in the backfield. They're going to go back to pass. Jones wants to throw it out here into the flat for Tucker Stubbs, but undershoots him at the 10-yard line. And that will be the final play of the football game because we do have the running clock. Final score is Arcadia Loop City 41 and Amherst, nothing. Amherst will now be 2-2. Two and two. Arcadia Loop City, ranked eighth in the state, will move their way up to 4-0 and o and have a Thursday game against Ravenna coming up next week. We will take a break, figure up the final stats, and have all that coming your way, plus score updates. The New West post-game Show is coming your way next here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
20: If you thought boating season is over, you couldn't be more wrong. There's plenty of warm weather left, and there are plenty of new boats to choose from at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer. New inventory is arriving weekly. Fishing boats, cruising boats, surf boats, pontoons, and more. And with their best financing rates in years, it's more affordable than ever to be on the water. Also, the Pro Shop is now fully stocked to make your boating even more fun. So see what's new today at your Yamaha outboard dealer, Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central Kearney. Online at buzzesmarine.com.
0: Ken's Equipment in Loop City is committed to providing the best customer service around. Stop by Ken's Equipment at 1110 O Street. You'll be glad you did. Or online at Ken'sEquipmentInc.com. Ken's Equipment is a proud supporter of this broadcast and wishes all the athletes good luck.
7: At Kushock Hardware in Loop City, you will find a variety of home decor to spruce up your home. The knowledgeable staff at Kushock will assist you in all your floor covering needs and all things hardware. You will find it all at Kushock Hardware and Variety. Good luck, athletes!
9: Sampson Construction in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes. Sampson Construction has served as a trusted partner with business owners, developers, and communities across Nebraska. Sampson Construction, experience, innovation, and commitment. Good luck, athletes.
7: Based in Arcadia, with locations across the greatest part of Nebraska, Trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student-athletes and wishes them luck on and off the field, court, and in the classroom.
10: Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter.
19: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
1: For the new West uh, Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Forty-one to nothing—the final score here this evening in a game that was very close in the first half. The the key here was that Amherst was able to at least trade punches with Arcadia Loop City with their defense against Arcadia Loop City's offense in the first half. But again, the key play. On 4th and 10 with under a minute to go in the second quarter, they went for it, and uh, Cody Marcus hit Tinchner right down the seam on a 27-yarder. So that made it 14-0 with 34 seconds to go in the half. 7 nothing at the half, who knows? You're, you're one bounce away, you're one turnover away. But they made it fourteen nothing. Arcadia Loop City gets the ball to start the third quarter. They march it right down the field in two minutes and thirty six seconds. A sixty four yard drive. Preston Rogers takes it in. It's twenty one nothing. Amherst unable to move the football, and Arcadia Loop City was able to just wear the depleted Broncos down. I do. You got to tip your hat. I mean, as beat up as they are, seven guys by at least by our count by the end of the night out. Five of those coming in. They did lose Sam Hollander early. In the second quarter. Let's go ahead and take a look at our Platte River Prep scoreboard. Fremont in the fourth quarter is holding on to a fifteen-fourteen lead over Grand Island. Millard West is all over Kearney in the late third, thirty-seven to seven, and it doesn't get any easier for the Bearcats. They'll welcome in Bellevue West. The number one team got upset last night, so they'll be angry if they weren't already. In class B looking for an update. And we should have one on Hastings Alliance as it's airing on KHAS. We'll get that to you. Uh, Crete was leading Lexington 28 21. Aurora's holding on against Omaha Gross 15 13. Waverly leading Grand Island Northwest 41 to 20 in the fourth quarter. That's a big game in Class B. And Waverly with the lead. Uh, right there in that contest. Let's move over to C1. Wood River Shelton edges Donovan Trumbull tonight by a score of 22-20. to This afternoon, Minden beat Hershey by a score of 62-7. to In games that are still going on right now in Class C1, in the fourth quarter, Kozad, 18, Adams Central, 15. St. Paul was leading Gothenburg, 28 to nothing. Carney Catholic, 24 to nothing over Ogallala. Holdridge has maintained a 14 to 6 lead over Sydney for a long time. And at last check, late third, Central City, 29. Boone Central, 28. Then we move over to Class C2. In the fourth quarter. Ord 21, Broken Bow six, the defending state champs. Look like they may hand Broken Bow their first loss of the year. North Platte St. Pat shuts out Grand Island Central Catholic 29 to nothing. We're looking for updates on the Superior Syracuse and Bridgeport Gibbon games. Gibbon was up eight at the half, and Superior was up twenty-eight to ten. In eight man, other finals: Arapahoe shut out Cambridge tonight. That's Cambridge's first loss in a battle of unbeaten's, twenty-eight to nothing. Southern Valley doubled up Elm Creek, twenty-eight to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Number one Burwell taking care of Ravenna, fifty-four to eight. We're looking for updates on Anselmo, Myrna Ainsworth, Highline Maxwell, and Bertrand Alma in the fourth quarter. Pleasanton forty, Hansley Litchfield twenty-eight. Kennesaw beat Giltner this afternoon, sixty-eight to twelve. Loomis pulled away from Overton. Forty to nothing, forty-four to nothing, and on the breeze, Lawrence Nelson and Blue Hill at last check were tied thirty to thirty. Six man today. Wallace beat Wilcox. Hildreth forty-nine to six. Franklin won by the four foot over Elba. And we need an update on Silver Lake and Southwest. We'll take a break and give you the numbers right after this. This is the New West post game show. Lake and Southwest. We'll take a break and give you the numbers right after this. This is the New West Postgame
16: Show.
8: There are so many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service, fresh meats, and produce. Joe's Market in Loop City is proud to support the area athletes.
0: Moshka's Building Center in Arcadia proudly supports all area athletes. Their friendly staff is always ready to help with all your building materials, including our in-house kitchen and bath designer. Moshka's Building Center, everything you need to build your house from the ground up. Citizens Bank, recognizing the importance of savings
14: no matter what your goal is. Citizens Bank has a savings option that is right for you. Citizens Bank and Trust in Loop City, St. Paul, and Central City is a proud supporter of all the area high school athletes.
1: Doug Duda back with you here on the New West Post Game Show as we take a look at the final stats of tonight's ball game. First off for the Broncos of Amherst, Sam Hollander got injured tonight. He only had two carries, 10 yards. Ben McGee ended up being the workhorse, 15 carries but held to 40 yards. Drake Jacob Graham, one carry for two yards. Nolan Elo, one carry, zero yards. Ian Hughes got a couple of carries for 12 yards. Uh, Owen Stokebrand, four carries for 32 yards. Quarterback Brayton Uh, Bandle was uh, knocked down behind the line of scrimmage a couple of times tonight. Three carries, negative 17 yards. So overall, 28 rushing attempts, 79 yards in the ballgame for Amherst. Through the air, uh, just wasn't a chance there tonight for Bandle. Uh, In the second half, he was 0 of 3 for just a couple of yards in there. So 0 of 3. For 19 yards, he was three of 12 in the football game. Jones threw an incompletion there uh, at the end of the ball game when Kyler came in. So. I had 19 through the air, 79 on the ground. That's only 98 yards tonight, just three first downs in the game uh, for Amherst. In fact, let's make that four. They got one there when the second team uh, came in there on that last drive, so they had four. Nolan Elo was really good punting the ball. The only problem is he had to punt it eight times for an average of right around 40 yards, one turnover in the ball game on a line drive punt that they were unable to field, and nine penalties for 58 yards tonight for Amherst. For Arcadia Loop City, Rodgers and Griffith, that was the show uh, once again tonight. Preston Rodgers, 18 carries, 149 yards and a touchdown. Hayden Griffith, 25 carries, 118 yards and two touchdowns. Leighton Dorsey, one carry, six yards. Quarterback Cody Marcus, three carries for three yards. He did have a sack and a fumble loss. They had two Errant snaps for negative nine yards. Overall, I had Arcadia Loop City for 49 rushing attempts, 267 yards. Marcus did utilize the passing attack a little bit more in the second half. He put it up nine times, completed six of those, including two touchdown passes to Kristen Tinchner for 115 yards for the game. He was eight out of 17, three touchdowns. Two of those go to Tinchner and the last one to Urich. He had 140 yards through the air, 267 yards on the ground. That's 407 yards of total offense, 20 first downs for Arcadia Loop City. The one punt, and they did have two turnovers in the ball game, eight penalties for 65 yards. We'll give you the scoring recap. Right after this, on the New West postgame. Ryan
12: Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. I'm Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer.
14: One play can change momentum in a game, and one deductible is a game changer when it comes to your insurance. That's why you should see me, McKenzie, or Rick Smith, your Farm Bureau agent. We can help bundle your car and home together in a single policy. So if life sends a blitz in the form of a storm or fire, you'll pay just one deductible for everything that's covered. Talk to us today at 308-234-2222 and see how we can help protect what matters most.
1: Call me, Rick Smith, your Farm Bureau agent, or McKenzie at 308 308-
16: 234
1: And our scoring wrap is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we said, a slow start to this football game offensively. 0-0 in the first quarter, even though Arcadia Loop City did drive the ball. Most of that first half was played in Amherst territory. They just... Had a turnover and then a couple of fourth downs that didn't go their way. The first score of the game came as Hayden Griffith capped off a short 27-yard drive after a nice punt return from Preston Rogers put him in great field position. The one-yard run, the first score of the night was seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Christian Tinchner, who was a perfect five for five on kicks tonight, hit the extra point to make it seven to nothing. Then on that line drive punt, Tanner Lindblom come away with the fumble recovery for Arcadia Loop City, eventually leading to the second touch a 27 yard touchdown pass from cody marcus to christian tensioner on fourth down and 10 with 34 seconds to go in the half the kick made it 14 to nothing and then to start the third quarter a 64 yard drive was capped by preston rogers 17 yard run then he kind of developed the cramps and was in and out the rest of the game tensioner's kick made it 21 nothing rebels 924 to go in the third quarter again amherst Couldn't move the football, just had one first down in that third quarter. Marcus then hit Tensioner again on fourth down with 4.17 to go in the third quarter. The interesting thing there was it was going to be fourth down and 13 at the 36-yard line or at the uh, 32-yard line they elected to punt the ball and Tischner punted it right into the back of one of his own players, but Amherst was flagged for running into the kicker, so that moved the ball to the 27-28 yard line, and they decided, what the heck, let's go for it, and they hit Tischner on that touchdown with 4.17 to go in the third. That made it 28 to nothing. And then Cale Tombenheim came away with a nice defensive play. He stripped Cody Marcus, who was running hard for extra yards to get a first down, and that's how they fumbled the first time was Preston Rodgers was trying to get into the end zone, cut back at the nine, and lost football. Those were the two uh, two turnovers for the Rebels trying to fight for extra yardage, but again, Amherst couldn't do anything with it. A 11-yard Hayden Griffith run, uh, capped off a 34 to nothing lead. They didn't get the extra points, so it kept it there at 34 to nothing. But the Rebels would score again on their next possession. A 41 yard touchdown pass from Cody Marcus to Vince Yurick. Tensioner out of the kick, and that was with four minutes to go in the game. And the clock runs out after that on Amherst. Final score, Arcadia Loop City 41 and Amherst nothing. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Again, Arcadia Loop City Thursday goes to Ravenna. That's their only road game here in five straight weeks because they started on the road at Elm Creek and Nebraska Christian and then they will end the season at Anselmo Myrna. But the big game now on the schedule is that Burwell contest at home in two weeks. And then for Amherst, uh, they get to play three of their final four games at home, and Selma Myrna going into tonight was undefeated, and that will be their contest coming up next Friday. We will have Kearney Catholic taking on Minden. Of course, Carney High is taking on Bellevue West, following the Hastings games as well on KHAS and ESPN Radio. At the top of the hour, we will have the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show With uh, Austin Pistolka bringing you all that, let's give you one more rundown here before we get out of here from uh, what's going on tonight. And a dandy is continuing right now. If you're on the road, check out the breeze, 94.5, because the score is Lawrence Nelson, 52, Blue Hill, 46. That game is going on in the fourth quarter with less than a minute to go. Can Blue Hill find a way to get it tied up? Uh, Other action tonight, Fremont leading Grand Island 15-14 in the fourth. Millard West does beat Kearney 37-14 in B. Aurora beats Omaha Gross 30-20. Crete doubled up Lexington 56-28. Another final, Waverly over Northwest 41-20 in the fourth quarter. Hastings is leading Alliance 30-12. Another great game here in the fourth. Boone Central 36, Central City 35. Kozad remains undefeated. They knock off Adams Central. Eighteen to fifteen. Wood River Shelton edges Donovan Trumbull twenty two to twenty. St. Paul blanks Gothenburg thirty-five to nothing. Holdridge over Sydney twenty-one to twelve. Carney Catholic stays undefeated with a twenty-four to six win over Ogallala. They still have Broken Bow and Kozad on their schedule. And Minden this afternoon thumped Hershey 62-7. to It was Ord beating Broken Bow 28-6. to North Platte St. Pat's over Central Catholic 29 to nothing. We're still looking for updates on Gibbon Bridgeport and Syri- Superior Syracuse. You can call or text 308-646-0506. Some other finals, Arapahoe 28, Cambridge nothing, Burwell 54, Ravenna 22, Southern Valley 28, Elm Creek 14, Kennesaw 68, Giltner 12, Loomis 44 over to nothing, and in the fourth quarter, Pleasanton 40, Ansley Litchfield 28 in six man. Silver Lake beat Southwest 63 to 20, and Wallace over Wilcox Hildreth 49 to 6. Once again, you've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. UNK Volleyball wins tonight. The number one team in the country gets number three Washburn tomorrow. Carney Catholic won all three of their volleyball games over at the Harvest Invite with three more to go tomorrow at Gothenburg. Uh, Huskers play tomorrow night against Louis- Louisville, a 5-6 matchup. Hastings is home tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, football. Nebraska-Oklahoma on the breeze, 94.5, pregame at 7. UNK is hosting Washburn at 1. Hastings College has homecoming on KHAS Radio against Jamestown of North Dakota at 1. More volleyball and football coming your way next week. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. To Everybody playing the Colony Classic here in Loop City. Have fun there as well. Again, the final score... 41-0, Arcadia Loop City dominates the second half to beat Amherst from Loop City. This is Doug Duda saying good night,
13: everyone.
14: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes. And and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
7: At Kushock Hardware in Loop City, you will find a variety of home decor to spruce up your home. The knowledgeable staff at Kushock will assist you in all your floor covering needs and all things hardware. You will find it all at Kushock Hardware and Variety. Good luck, athletes.
8: There are so many advantages of shopping at Joe's Market in Loop City. You know the people who work there, and they know you. Not to mention the great service, fresh meats, and produce. Joe's Market in Loop City is proud to support the area athletes.
9: Sampson Construction in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes. Sampson Construction has served as a trusted partner with business owners, developers, and communities across Nebraska. Sampson Construction, experience, innovation, and commitment. Good luck, athletes
7: based in arcadia with locations across the greatest part of nebraska trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student athletes and wishes them luck on and off the field court and in the classroom
10: friendly service every time quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see trotter